So this is three of six. Like how many are there? Six. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I deserved that. I deserved that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the podcast now. <laughs> I will see y'all later. Hello and welcome to our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. I would hide the orientation film behind Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. Is that because you read that the most recently? No! That came out in October. <laughs> you think I haven't read anything since October? I don't know. It's very rude. No, I just think just it's a good book, questions. and it would be kind of relevant. Oh, all right. <laughs> she put, she's spicy today. No, I'm offended that you think I don't read enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't a drag because of of all of us here, I'm just assuming I have read the least in the last year. <laughs> and my what I, I was like trying to remember the last time I read a book, and I was like, True. oh, there's just so much to read on the internet, you know. I mean, if it was the thing that I read the most recently, I've been reading the Jughead comics. He's my ace boy. Oh, well then, oh, right, good He's point. an ace okay. angel. Ace boys are my favorite. Mm-hmm. <gasps> ace boys. Okay, anyway. With a Z. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> and my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And if I was going to hide the orientation film, I would hide it behind Jurassic Park. By my it's a book I just found out. Which is a, a book. book. <laughs> <laughs> it was a book. It was a book first. And our guest this episode is Andy. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Andy, tell us about you. Hello, hello. Okay. Are you going to ask me questions? <laughs> well, I mean, start ASL, you know. Um, <laughs> ASL. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, like, got thrown all the way back. How many years since I have heard that? <laughs> okay, so my name is Andy. I'm 29. I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's see. What else was on there? That's that's um, pretty cool. much it. <laughs> What do you do? Oh, um, so I work in ophthalmology, which is a fancy word for eyes. Um, I work for like That's cataract surgeons, glaucoma specialists. Basically just a lot of with your eyes. Cool beans. And do you wear glasses? I wear glasses and contacts and I am super blind. Mm. <laughs> okay, relatable, relatable. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, do you know what Hogwarts house you're in? I am in Slytherin. Oh, welcome to the party. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. Let's gang up on a Hufflepuff yes. today. Oh, man. Oh, but I like Hufflepuff. Hey, that's not nice. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm a Slytherin secondary, so like okay. I kind of fit in. That's that's cool. You're last. Right. So how many times have you seen the show, do you think? <laughs> Yo. You know, I really lost count by now. I usually watch it at least once a year since mm-hmm. it's been off air. And I've watched it probably more than that just because I'm fairly active on Tumblr. And every mm-hmm. time I make... Okay. I heard you say GIF earlier. I say GIF. I'm one of those people. But okay, can't. I'm sorry. Uh, let's <gasps> find uh, a different. No, no <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but since I make so many of those, I kind of just watch episodes like all the time. But um, I really, I don't right. even know if I have a guess. It's like I even count. I've watched it so many times. <laughs> okay, that's fair. 
so what uh, this is always like a really big question for right. people but what does lost mean to you so it means a lot um it was really one of the first okay so first of all I started basically watching when it was airing I missed the first season but mm-hmm. um I watched like I think they reshowed like the first season like the summer after it aired or something so I watched it then and then from season two on I watched it like all while it was airing and I was probably like I think I was like 14 years old when it started so, cool. <laughs> so I was a little young and in high school and um it was just really one of the first shows that I followed like closely the whole time and I like obsessed over and you know it was like I would miss an episode for like choir mm-hmm. practice or something and I would like go crazy it was like it's my show but anyway um it just means a lot I love Lost like I just feel like it's so I love how intricate it is how many themes are in it um I love all the characters obviously I feel like the characters are like my family in a way it's like I know them all so well I'm like it just feels like they're real mm-hmm. yeah Hi guys, so Andy's uh, audio goes a little bit wonky here, so what she does say, and I quote is, but like, I just love Lost, I feel like no other show has ever or will ever top it for me, everything about it is amazing, which... I agree. Uh, And then I asked her what some of her favorite uh, characters were, and she said, okay, so my favorite is my bald child, John Locke, he is my baby. (laughs) He's just amazing. (laughs) I could I could go into detail, but you know whatever. I love Locke. Um, I love Saeed. I love Juliet and Kate mm-hmm. and I love all these opinions. And Jack. Those are probably my top five. Like Locke, Saeed, Juliet, Kate, and Jack. Those are those are my top. Oh my god, you are the second person on this podcast who has said that they actually enjoy. Yeah, it. I love Talk Jack. About that opinion. I'm interested. Okay, Jack. Honestly, like he gets so much hate, and it like exhausts me. Even though I really can't talk much because I have spewed a lot of hate about a certain character. But anyway, um, we can get yes, back to that. I know about that. <laughs> we'll we'll get definitely back. want to talk about that in the spoiler section. Well, well, okay, we'll get back. So Jack, I honestly feel like a lot of why I like him is because I almost feel like he is me in this situation. Like mm. I'm the type of person that would kind of probably be like thrown into leadership, not necessarily because like you want to, but just because mm-hmm. you're like that person, like that gives off that air, like of a leader. And I just feel like he just, he gets so much hate. It like upsets me greatly. <laughs> like I'm getting really emotional right now. Cause I feel like, I don't know, people give him so much shit and He's just trying to be a good leader. He doesn't even, he didn't even want to be a leader. He didn't ask for it. But I don't know. I just love Jack. Like, he breaks my heart. And he, he has one of the best, you know, transformations, I think, mm-hmm. on the show. And it takes a long time for him to get there. So, yeah, I just respect that. And I just respect him as a character. Like I said, I relate to him on a lot of personality reasons. Um, but I don't know. I just love Jack. I, I get really defensive over him. <laughs> good. I like this opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to plug some of your social medias? Oh, um, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> my main one, honestly, is Tumblr, even though I feel like Tumblr has just been dying lately, especially with Lost. But um, Yeah, I'm still over there. I'm, yeah, we're still there. Yeah. There's a few of us. I but, made a um, gift set recently. Or a gif set recently. <laughs> Did you see oh, my lock gift set? Which one? Yeah, it was horrible. I hate you. I bet you did. I think that you reblogged it. I think I probably did. What the what one that's I... um like uh, the saddest thing about this story is that he didn't get a yes. I yeah. was so angry. Thank you. Yes. It was like upsetting in like the best way ever. Yes. Uh, okay. It like hurt my Only soul. in fandom could someone go. This is so upsetting, and someone else will go. Thank you. Oh my God, <laughs> I loved it, and I hated it, and I loved it. Great. Wait. Okay. What is your Tumblr? Uh, I need to know this now. Okay, my Tumblr is Saeed Jaraz. 
Dude, I've literally oh, been following wait. you for years. And that, like, <laughs> yeah. when you were, like, introduced to me, I think it was, was it Fly who introduced? Yeah. Who was just like, hey, yes, you should totally ask good. Andy to be on the podcast. She's Saeed Jaraz. And I was like, I've literally been following her for years, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I've reblogged, like, a bazillion of your gifts. <laughs> Thank you. Like, I know exactly who you are. Yeah, that's me. I feel like that's, like, my biggest, like, brand. <laughs> it's just, like, my Tumblr. Oh, yeah. my so, yeah, God. This is, like, yeah. I follow you. Yeah. Do I follow you guys? Because I should. I don't know. I'm Britannia's, right? Yeah, Somebody tell me so. your name? Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, just we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out later, but I hope I'm following you guys. And if I'm not, I'm going to fix that. But... Did you make the hundred gifts? Huh? Did you make the hundred gifts? I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why. I kind of stopped recently, but I made a lot. I made a lot for Cabby, but. Um... Yes. Okay. Yes. We are both Cabbies. Yeah. Yes. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah, because my my other URL or whatever was um, Abby Griffin's, but like it didn't have an I in the. But then oh I changed it. Oh my god! Yo, you are blowing my mind. <laughs> I know exactly who you are. This is me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Wait a minute! It's like random Tumblr kid. You make the best <laughs> gifts. I'm sure. I'm actually sure I ever blogged every single cabbie gift you've ever. Oh made. my god! Yeah, I love it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, that's Tumblr. Um. Twitter, honestly, like, I, I'm barely active on Twitter. I mostly just retweet. <laughs> um, but my Twitter is I'll get you Blutes, which is an Arrested Development thing. But um, it's I-L-L-G-E-T-U, just the letter U, and then B-L-U-T-H-S. Um, I'm really not on there that much. Um, and then the only other thing I really have is Instagram. Um, it's the word aesthetic, but the first E is a C. So it's A-C-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. That is in itself. Yeah, right? I thought I was so cool. That was was well done. And uh, (laughs) what book would you hide the orientation film behind? I would hide the orientation film in The Golden Compass. Dope. Because it's like my favorite book slash series ever. That's a great choice. Yeah. I read that book when I was perhaps a little too young to read that. Uh, Same. I had to read that book in ninth grade for advanced English. Yeah, I think I read it when I was in seventh grade. So I think I was like 12. Oh, yeah. The Golden Compass was mandatory Uh, reading for you? Oh, that was just fun reading for me. (laughs) Well, it was mandatory and then I just loved it and have reread it like so many times. But yeah, they had it at school and a lot of the parents actually got really mad and were trying to like get it taken off, obviously. But anyway. Wait, what? Why? Because it's... My sister read Harry Potter in grade nine. Oh, God. (laughs) Anti-God, I should say. Um, School's gotten a lot cooler since I left it, apparently. (laughs) Literally, Callie was three years younger than me, and she got to read Harry Potter for school. I'm so sorry that you've been a victim of not getting to read Harry Potter for school. Yeah, I would have, like, aced every single... First of all, I aced everything. (laughs) But I would have aced every book report. (laughs) Oh, I got it. I got it. It's because I'm ace. I thought you were just bragging. Oh. Yeah, I thought you were I got it because same. (laughs) Today we have words to say about episode 203 of Lost Orientation. So the title of Orientation is just because, like, they watch the orientation tape. And it's kind of just like a, this episode is kind of like a crash course in the hatch, I think. This is the first one they see a video, right? Yeah. 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 The broadcast date was October 5th, 2005. It was written by Javier Grigio Marchwatch and Craig Wright. And it was directed by Jack Bender. My boy. Yeah. I love Jack Bender. Robin's best friend, Jack Bender. Yeah. Jack Bender doesn't know that he and Robin are best friends, but they're best friends. Because he's amazing. 
Um, I'm very excited that Javi wrote this episode. Good job, Javi! <laughs> so, you want to do your recap, Robin? Sure. So, Robin is going to recap this episode in under a minute in the style of Lost in 8 minutes and 15 seconds, which you should look up on YouTube. And if she doesn't do it in under a minute, she's going to speed herself up to sound like <laughs> a little chipmunk. Yay! I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even write it to go under a minute anymore. I'm just like, I'm oh, just right. telling you what oh, happened. Thanks so much for that. All okay. right. <sighs> On one side of the island, the raft bros are all thrown in a pit. Eventually, a very pretty and very badass lady joins them. It's Anna Lucia from the season one finale. She's alive, but she was taken prisoner by these randoms just like them. When Sawyer gets the idea to shoot Anna's bro, she steals the gun and they're left speechless and pissed off. In the past, Locke is at anger management classes and yells at some girl named Francine. Afterward, a late, nice lady named Helen hits on him and they start dating. But John is obsessed with going to his dad's house and spying on him. One day, his dad comes out and tells him to quit it because it's creepy and literally he doesn't care about him at all. Harsh. At their six-month anniversary, Helen gifts Locke a key to her apartment with the caveat that he is not allowed to go to his dad's anymore. Unfortunately, he just can't do it, so she chucks his keys into the yard and they vow to get through it together. In the hatch, Kate knocks Dez out, causing him to shoot the computer, causing him to freak out that they're all going to die. Kate runs to grab Saeed to fix it. Hurley also tags along. After Desmond's failed attempt, he decides to run away from the destruction ASAP. Jack follows him to yell at him about how wrong he is, and they have a heart-to-heart that ends in Jack crying. Surprise, surprise. Locke is really worried about having to do it all alone, which is the theme of the episode. Saeed fixes the computer, and they are about to enter the numbers, but Locke wants Jack to do it. After a debacle and a great performance from Matt and Terry, Jack pushes the button. (laughs) Also, that was a minute 20. You didn't even 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 try. (laughs) Didn't even even attempt it at all. Oh, well. So let's talk about our raft bros first. Rappos. Okay, so uh, what happens is, oh, wait, does this count as the, as a knockout for the episode? Because oh. this random, whose <gasps> name we don't know yet, uh-huh. hits him and then puts him in the pit? I think that counts. Yeah, dang I would say that it! <laughs> Let me change the knockout counter. We got so Back close. Zero. We thought it was going to be a whole four episodes. It's a violent show. So they get put in the pit. The fact that more people don't have concussions is a miracle. And <laughs> surprise, surprise, Michael wants to know where Walt is. Shocker. Which is no. brand new. What? <laughs> I don't I don't think Michael has ever actually shown even an <laughs> interest in Walt, so that's just weird. I don't think he's ever even said Walt's name. <laughs> no. He definitely no, hasn't yelled all. it either. Ever. So yeah. they're talking to Jin and they're like, Jin, sup? Like, what even happened here? And Jin says some things in Korean and I have some translations. Mm-hmm. One moment. Jin says, I got caught by the beach. They covered my eyes. So that tracks. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty basic information, I would say. Yeah. So he's like, I was blindfolded. I don't know. And Michael, of course, who understands a little bit of Korean slash is good at charades, is like, oh, he was blindfolded. <laughs> Like, Sawyer's like, I don't get it. And I'm like, Sawyer, it's very obvious, but okay. Even though, yeah, he's obviously gesturing that he was blindfolded. (laughs) Sawyer is bad at charades, and we should not invite him to parties. He's just really bad (laughs) at party games. (laughs) He's like, blindfold? Oh, so we are we playing pin pin the tail on the donkey? I don't don't get it. Oh my god. And so, Kate, you know what? He would do that, though. (laughs) Except it would be some, like, weird sexist thing instead. True. Yeah, it would be like um, at a yeah. bachelor party, it would be pin the tail on like the naked lady. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> oh, so charming. Mm. 
So uh, they are going to have a plan where Sawyer gets pushed up by the thing. I'm like, Sawyer, you have been shot in the shoulder. You can't do crap. <laughs> Don't tell him what he can't do. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. But the thing is weighted down, so we can't really do much about it. And, and oh, I almost said his name, but we don't know his name yet. Um, should we just say their names? Yeah, you should probably just say their names, because at this point, even I'm confused. I'm like, I'm gonna slip. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, so this character's name is Mr. Echo, so we're gonna call him Echo. Echo! Also, a fun fact is that, like, while they're, like, pulling everybody into the pit and everything, like, there are some extras that are playing, like, the characters that we come to know who are also part of this group. Um, and they're, like, clearly not the actors who we end up loving very much. Right. But they're, like, dressed the right way, and they're, like, kind of the right build, <laughs> so it's, like, if you weren't looking, you could probably get away with it. Ooh. So, I'm pretty impressed. <laughs> And so Echo, like, pushes a knife through the thing, and it's, like, it's, like, whack-a-mole, but it's, like, stab-a-mole. <laughs> whack-a-mole with that's, knives. <laughs> that's, like, the post-apocalyptic version of that game. <laughs> yeah. So then they drop Anna into the pit. It's um, a girl! Michelle Rodriguez is here! Michelle Rodriguez! An to icon. queer it up! <laughs> so Finally. Anna wakes up. They're like, hey, sup? <laughs> we're fr- we're fr- on a plane 40 of us made it and she's like whoa 815 i was also on that plane i was in the tail section but i w- i woke up underwater and i was all by myself who are you we crashed here we were on a plane sydney to los angeles what 40 of us made it flight 815 You were on it too. What? You were in the back? It broke off midair. How did you. I don't know. I don't know. The plane came apart and. and somebody's freaking hard side came out of the overhead and knocked me out. I woke up underwater and. made my way to the top. Swam to shore. That sounds true. That's totally not a lie. No, it, no, I, I completely believe her. I don't know yeah. why you wouldn't. Mm. And yeah. so the others found her yesterday. And Michael's like, cool. My priorities, though, are, <laughs> have you seen Walt? Have you seen my son? I know you've been imprisoned and stuff. And you don't know me. And you actually probably have not seen a child or you would have mentioned it. But have you seen him anyway? Like, real talk, Michael, like, it, it tracks that Michael keeps asking about Walt. But, like... In my head, I'm like, you literally just had a full episode about you looking for Walt. So can we cut it? It's not It's not your episode. It's yeah. not your episode. We had this last time. Okay. So they're like, yeah, we haven't seen Walt. And so they have introductions. And um, Sawyer calls Echo Shaft, <laughs> which is oh. a hip name. Oh, God. Sawyer's like, is this an opportunity? Sawyer is, you know that butterfly meme? Yes. Yes. It's Sawyer any person of color, is this an opportunity to make a racist nickname? (laughs) That's legit. Did you just look up who Shaft was? I already knew. I just want to make sure I get it right. (laughs) I'm just, I'm out here trying to be accurate. (laughs) I was like, she's typing. I know what's happening here. Oh my God. Welcome to the Aficionados. (laughs) I'm just trying to not offend anyone. Anyone here seen the X-Files? No, sorry. No. Damn it. 
X-Files joke ready, but it will not make okay. sense. Sorry. <laughs> you let the whole team down, Andy. Yeah. Sawyer refers to Mr. Echo as Shaft, the main character from a movie called Shaft. Used as a model for exploitation films. So what is funny. that? I don't know why that was so funny. Okay. It has elements. You don't know what exploitation is? No, tell me. No, I was, I was just laughing. Shaft from the movie. Yeah. Shaft. Shaft. Anyway, it's a exploitation film. It was basically like this movement to make like black-centered movies, like that. I don't know how to just look it up for the actual definition because I'm gonna mess it up and I'm white. It was a lot of, like, reinforcing stereotypes. Yeah. The exploitation of black people, especially with regard to stereotyped roles in movies. So is this something that we do or do not support? We do not support that. Oh, I understand. It's not black people making movies for black people. It's white people making movies for black people. Right. Yes. Got it. So we don't stereotyping them and making them ridiculous. (laughs) Because at first I was just like, what? This sounds great. They deserve representation, (laughs) but not this kind of representation. Got it. Okay. Yeah, very little has changed. (laughs) It has elements of film noir. It tells the story of a black private detective, John Shaft, a sort of African-American answer to James Bond. Cool, Sawyer. Okay, I would want that now, but but I just want Idris Elba as James Bond. Mm. Yeah. Snaps. Yeah. So basically, Sawyer looked at a big black dude and went, oh, Shaft. Yeah, got it. Oh, I've seen this movie. (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. So he's like, oh, we're going to shoot Echo. And Anna's like, ooh. I don't like that. <laughs> what if you didn't do that? So, uh, Jin, they're like, hey, Jin, okay, here's what's gonna happen. Is Jin's gonna play dead. <laughs> and then and then when he comes down to be like, is he okay? <laughs> then, then I'll shoot him. Wait, is this just get help? <laughs> this is just get help from Ragnarok. Anyone? Thor, Ragnarok, come on. Rickets. I actually have not seen it. You guys haven't seen... I don't watch, you know I don't watch superhero movies. Okay, okay, but here's the thing, here's the thing. And people are going to tell you this about every movie, but this is the actual okay. true one. Thor Ragnarok is not a superhero movie, it is a comedy. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> like, it's so okay. funny. <laughs> she, well, because I tell her these things and she's just, she's going to ignore me. Well, I have obsessive compulsive tendencies and I can't watch things out of order and I know there's a lot more things to watch. That's kind of how I am too. And there's, like, so many superhero movies, and it's, like, I watch some of them, and then some of them I don't. And there are so many characters that I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, to watch Ragnarok, all you need is uh, Thor and the Hulk, and I'm pretty sure y'all already know who they are. Okay, great. And I know who Jeff Goldblum is, too, so I'm good. (laughs) Right? Yeah, see? Exactly. Um, Actually, most of the cast of Jurassic Park is in that movie. So, uh, Anna Lucia is like, wow, that sounds like a really bad plan. And Sawyer's like, literally, we have one prop. What else can we do? We're underground and we're hostages. Yeah. We should solve this problem. There's not really any as other fast plan. As possible. So she's like, "Hey, um, where did you get the gun?" And he's like, "Oh, I got it from the marshal." <laughs> she's like, "Oh, well, how did you get it?" Listen, um, this isn't really what we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, this is this is off topic. Sick prisoner, you serious? What you got a better idea, sweetheart? Where'd you get that gun anyway? What? The gun, how'd you get it on the plane? There was a federal marshal on the plane. So what, you just happened to have his gun? Yeah, I'm lucky. Mike, let's get this thing going. How come you didn't use it when they grabbed you? Gosh, I guess I was too busy getting hit in the face with a club. How come you're suddenly so interested, Cupcake? Hey! What? Come on, let's just, we gotta... 
Back up! Back up! So, hey, why, why didn't you use it before? And he's like, why are we having an interview right now when we should be doing something else? Jin, play dead. Jin, get on the ground. Jin's like, can you charade it out, please? <laughs> Jin's like, yeah, I still don't I speak don't English. I don't know if you figured that out yet, cowboy. No matter how many small words you use, I only know like five of them. And they all have to do with building yeah. rafts. So, yeah, Sun gave me a really small cheat sheet and none of it apply here. <laughs> like, I can help you if you want to talk about yeah. ropes. <laughs> so she's like, why didn't you use it before? And he was like, I was a little bit busy being clubbed in the face. Forgive me for not thinking Plus, like, about it. like the gunshot it. wound. <laughs> Poor son. <laughs> also, like, is it me or did the hunter totally steal this? Ooh, like when? With the... Anna Lucia is basically Lexa when she was thrown oh, in the yeah, pit yeah. with oh, fully, oh my gosh, John yeah, fully. Yeah. Like this is just this is yeah. completely stolen. <laughs> and like okay. Sawyer is like the annoyed mom and, and Anna Lucia's like, why? Why? Because why? Because <laughs> why? Uh, why? 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 Because. And so uh he calls her cupcake, and that's like one of my favorite, like I wouldn't call it one of my favorite Sawyer nicknames because he has so many iconic ones. I'd say, like, my main favorite one is Jumbotron and Mr. Clean, but... <laughs> I was going to say Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean gets me every It's so good. But I just think that this one is good. You know, it's just, like, pure. It's not racist. It's not rude. It's just kind of, like, cupcake. The bar for Sawyer is so low. <laughs> it's so <Right>? low. <laughs> Like, hey, he gave someone a nickname that wasn't racist or sexist, even though it is a little bit sexist still. <laughs> like, Mr. Clean is okay. Jumbotron Mr. is my other favorite one, just because that's, like, part of, like, one of my favorite scenes that in the scene. entire world. Yeah. But I yeah. do recognize that it's incredibly problematic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that's just Sawyer as a character. Yeah, but right? Cupcake, Cupcake is good. <laughs> okay. I'm pleased with Cupcake. I Robin, would you like to be told that you're valid? <laughs> yes, I would. And also, can someone start calling me Cupcake? Okay, cupcake. Thanks. So, um, Anna Lucia takes the gun from him, and she's like, uh, let me out. And I guess Echo was just, like, sitting crisscross applesauce, just, like, waiting for her to... Literally, like, right there. Waiting for her to yell at him. Um, and then he's just like, sup? Like, what happened? Like, what's the hot goss, you know? <laughs> That's definitely what Mr. Echo sounds like. What's yeah. the hot goss? <laughs> um, and they're like, oh man, we got duped. And also, now we, we don't have a gun. <laughs> Women. <laughs> oh, it's what they deserve. <laughs> I love them all, but they're all idiots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what happened in the Raft storyline. Do you guys have any final thoughts about it? Mm. I don't really have a lot of thoughts on, like, this whole thing, just because, like, it was basically just everyone being really dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and I, sh I have a lot of spoiler thoughts about it. So yeah. there's not really a lot we can say about it just yet. Other than I think it like very neatly shows that, and it's kind of a bummer that people don't recognize it more, like how good a strategist, uh, strategist? Yeah. <laughs> I messed this word up yesterday yeah, too. Um, Anna Lucia is. Yeah. And people deeply didn't like her. Oh, I have a question. So hmm. Andy, you watched this live, right? Yes. Do you remember if you thought like, oh, these characters must also be a part of the tail section? Or did you take Anna Lucia's lie as truth and you think that she is now 
with the others. You know, I remember obviously being really suspicious of them, but yeah. as soon as what kind of what was a moment that got me um, was yeah, I know we were talking about Michael talking about Walt and how he does yeah. that all the time, but um, when he brings up Walt and asks if they've seen his boy, mm-hmm. I just remember like when she that's like the moment where Anna Lucia is kind of like she gets a hint of maybe oh maybe they're not others, right? You know? And I feel like that was a moment for me where I started to think oh maybe these people aren't aren't really others because I'm like she obviously she notices that he wants his child and I feel like she recognizes that an other wouldn't be asking that you know that moment has so much more to unpack than I thought it was because I I have like a whole different read of that moment and like wow there's so much right there yeah I can't talk about it now it's in the spoiler section but oh um, okay but like yeah there's so much in that moment because like you could think of what you thought, which is, oh, maybe these people aren't others. But also you can think, like, her being like, have I seen him? Have I seen Walt? Or it could be, like... Like, her actually thinking about it? Yeah, or, like, did we take a kid recently? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <can't> remember. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know. I think that made me kind of think, you know, yeah, they might not be bad guys. But, like, I that guess. moment where she just kind of looks down and, like, you can see her just thinking for, like, a split second. There's right. so much in there. Yeah. yeah. Michelle Rodriguez is just so mm-hmm. damn good. I know. I love her. Yeah. I love Annalisa. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people don't like her, and I'm I like, don't. but why? She's so terrifyingly competent. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to like her this this uh, this rewatch. Did you not like her? Oh, I still probably don't. I, I would probably <gasps> say I still don't like her. I am clutching my pearls yeah. right now. Okay. I know, right? It's probably Robin's worst opinion. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think I've had worse opinions. <laughs> Oh, yeah, don't change your short change yourself. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but like I recognize that my dislike of Anna Lucia is probably about my own internalized home or um, internalized sexism. And, <laughs> and um, you know, I watched it all in 2010, and I know that I was a different person in 2010 than I am now and a way less right. good feminist than I am now. So, um, yeah, being able to talk to a whole bunch of people who do like Anna Lucia, and like after I've finally been able to like really enjoy Shannon as a character, I think Anna Lucia is the next step, mm-hmm. and I'm excited. Yeah, I love that honesty. Thank y'all, because like it's a journey that all of us go through, especially if you grew up in like the you know early 2000s mm-hmm. where internalized misogyny was trendy. Misogyny was the word I was thinking of. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, should we continue on to the hatch then? Oh my god, yes, okay. because I just want to talk about Desmond. Perfect. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, so Kate is in the armory, and she hits Des over the head, and he shoots the computer. Why would you hit him in the head? His head is already so perfect. <laughs> I mean, the best thing to do is just kind of, like, kick the back of his knees a little. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, to fully, like, up. knock him. <laughs> Mess up the hair like that. My so god. Rude. So... <laughs> Locke is just like, hey, don't be so mean to him. He's unarmed. And it's like, now? Four seconds ago, he wasn't. We were mean to him when he was armed. I just love Locke. It's like, he was the one that had a gun to his head. And he's like, he's fine. Why are you guys being so mean? I trust this man I just met. It really feels like we've had like a connection for the past like months. What is what is Locke's thinking here? Literally, what is going through Locke's That's head here? That's probably true, though, I think. Because he, you know, he thinks that that light that came out af- like at the end of Deus Ex Machina was probably like just for him and he probably like considers Desmond someone that he has a connection with because of that. Right. I don't know. Oh, I'm just making right. things up now. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. No, actually. that sounds right though. Because <laughs> yeah. he did really like I feel like he almost certainly because he's such a man of faith thought 
this is a sign from the island that you that like he should be there and this we're is the meant place to right. i just feel like he already feels like such a connection it's like he's just kind of going with it he's like all right i'm meant to be here like let's see what yeah, happens Yeah, exactly and he's like i'm yep. meant to go into the hatch and as soon as he does he's just like i was meant to go into the hatch and i didn't know why but now i do it's because i need to like meet you and talk to you right so. that's a good point that's even oh, like last it. episode, he was like, you know, Desmond had a gun on him still. And Locke was like, that's mm-hmm. unnecessary. And he's like, whatever. And Locke's like, clearly <laughs> I care more about you than you care about me. That's fine. We'll, we'll just, it will, yeah, baby whatever. steps. <laughs> and you so know? Desmond's like, okay, so everyone's going to die. So I have to fix the thing. <laughs> so please free me. <laughs> please. <laughs> this is a countdown. Can we not do this right now? <laughs> seems like Jack you don't really respect it at all it's almost like Jack doesn't know what's going on and Desmond sounds crazy I don't know yeah hmm, weird. <laughs> hmm. um uh, so Desmond like recognizes Jack I love how he's just like do I know you and Locke and Kate are like I don't know does he after Jack fully said oh, you you're right <laughs> At the end of the first episode, they're like, clearly you guys have a connection. <laughs> also, Locke's like, wait, no fair, Desmond likes you better than me. Since when do people remember each other with that much detail years later? Well, that's kind of what we talked about in 201, I think. I said, like, why does Jack remember him so clearly? And Claire brought the point that that was probably, like, a big turning point in Jack's life. I was gonna say, just because no, it was, sure. like, a big moment. And, and like, like, that's but, the like, he saved Sarah. Yeah, and, yeah. right. No, but for Desmond. Oh, for Desmond's Desmond. Like, yeah. yeah, true. Desmond's like, didn't I randomly meet you? He's just kind of like a passerby. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, I don't know. Helping this guy who's having like <laughs> a midlife crisis. Exactly. He's like, I don't know. I do this for people all the time. I'm just a really nice person. <laughs> I mean, I guess my thought that I'm literally just making up right now. But after he saw Jack in the stadium, not long after that, did he leave for his race around the world, right? And so mm-hmm. he probably doesn't have that many memories of other people. Oh, you That's know what? True. That's a fair point. He was by himself on the ship, and then he was just with Kelvin in the hatch. That's a good point. That's true. So that was like one of his last human interactions. Yeah, so that's probably why he remembers. I don't know. I just okay. made that up, but I'm oh, really proud of it. Super <laughs> no, legit. But you made that, yeah, you made that up in a way where I'm like, no, I buy that. I am so smart today. Great. <laughs> like, I came up with that stab a mole thing. <laughs> That was genius, right? Do you just do you just need to pat yourself on the back for that? Real I don't quick? know. Sometimes I say things and I'm just like, nice. This is why they let you podcast <laughs> on your own podcast. Well, because other times I'm just like, why do I do this? I don't have anything to say, and then I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I can make whack a mole jokes. <laughs> I can make whack a mole jokes. I say crisscross applesauce a lot. Yes, you do. Anyway, so he's like, hey, uh, are we friends? And Jack's like, oh, no. So, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> Jack's what? like, has like a gay panic. <laughs> and like, Locke is like looking at Jack and Jack's like, oh, what? No, nothing. Huh? Whatever. One time. Locke's just like, I'm not a person. <laughs> we are going to talk, gonna about, talk this about this later. later. <laughs> Desmond says that he recognizes Jack. And then after Jack lets Desmond go to the computer, Locke stares at Jack. Jack says, what? And Locke says, nothing, Jack. And my note was, okay, but seriously, what? So, like, I don't know. Like, Locke just has this, like, look on his face. And I think, I mean, after we've had this little conversation, I'm thinking, like, maybe he's just thinking, like, why do you have more of a connection to this hatch than I do already? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think Locke does have moments of very extreme jealousy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally true. Right. And he also, 
I mean, of course, like, Locke doesn't really trust Jack. <laughs> no, I would say no for so sure. The f- so the fact that Jack has a connection to this makes Locke suspicious, I would say. And annoyed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like when I wrote these notes, I definitely saw something in his eyes, and I don't remember what it is now, but <laughs> there's something there, I'm sure. And it's hard to write that certain look in yeah. his eyes. <laughs> Terry does good acting. Yes, Terry is very good. I mean, snaps for Terry. I mean, Terry every single time good. that someone has a like centric like episode, I'm like, snaps for them. They always do fantastically. But Terry yeah. especially, like, good God. Mm-hmm. I want to see him in more things just because he's so good. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yeah. He's, like, probably, you know, 90% of the reason why I love Locke so much, just because the acting is so, so good. good. Didn't he get an uh, Emmy for playing Locke? I believe he Did won, he? yeah. Yeah, I think, like, he and Michael Emerson both got Emmys. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I think yeah. Naveen was... I remember Michael Emerson. And then I think Naveen was nominated with Michael Emerson, I believe. And then Michael Emerson won. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that, because yeah. much as I love <laughs> Emerson, Naveen did such a good job. Yeah. All right. All right, well, I'm going to be torn about that for a while. <laughs> Desmond is looking at his bookshelf, and we can talk about some of the books that are on the bookshelf. Or at least in the hatch at some point. Okay. A Hooded Crow by Craig Thomas. The -hmm. Third Policeman by Flan O'Brien. High Hand by Gary Phillips. The Turn of the Screw by Henry James. Dirty Work by Stuart Woods. And Rainbow Six by Tom Clancy. Interesting. I know none of those books. I know none of them. See, my thing is, like, some of these links, I'm just, like, shout out to Lostpedia all the time, because that's where I get most of my (laughs) For knowing all these details. But, like, some of these books have Lostpedia articles, and other, like, links just link to Wikipedia. You know what I mean? So, there are some books on this one. Okay, great. There's also... Robin's like, I have to leave Lostpedia, but this is my home. <laughs> After all these years, dirty work, high hand, an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge, our mutual friend brought there by Desmond, which we can talk about later. Ouch, I'm crying. Yeah. There's not really, like, the thing is, like, when we talked about Watership Down, there was, like, a whole page on Lostpedia about all of the connections with Lost that Watership Down had. I just, like, haven't okay. seen that for any other book yet, and I'm mad. Because <laughs> I loved that. I feel like... Those books were maybe chosen by, like, the prop master and they, they like, their the book. favorite yeah. books or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like this one. Let's put it in there. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's my favorite book. So Locke is like, hey, Kate, I don't think you really need the gun. And Kate's like, we've gone over this already. We're not believing you. We're not trusting you right now. <laughs> Kate, I don't think you need the gun. And Kate's like, I beg to freaking yeah. differ. <laughs> you just forced me to run around the ventilation system. We're not friends right now. Poor Kate. What the hell? She just uses like a little mouse. So Locke is like, Desmond, like, can I help you or whatever? And he's like, can you fix a computer? Then no. And Kate's like, oh, we can ask Saeed then. And he's like, sure, whatever, whatever Saeed is. (laughs) Who the hell is Saeed? I don't care right now, but like, whatever, go. And so she's like, well, there's got to be a front door, right? And he's like, yeah, it's over there. (laughs) I feel like Locke is like, what? I spent so long looking for a door that always existed. A front door? <laughs> his whole life just flashes before his eyes. <laughs> Is this a joke? <laughs> Poor Locke. <sighs> so. His life is so hard. <laughs> Jack grabs the little jar that Desmond has and holds it hostage for a quick sec. And That's he's like, nice. I need some answers. And Desmond's like, we literally don't have time. But okay, let's have a story time, I guess. Let's have just like a little heart to heart. So he's like, okay, I was in a solo boating race around the world. 
You already know this. We've literally had this conversation already, but okay. Yeah. Now, you're gonna tell me what's going on. Jack, we don't have time. We're taking a time out. Please, just let me. Look, you wanna get to work, you're gonna tell me how you got here. It was three years ago. I was at a solar race around the world. And my, my boat crashed into the reef and then Kelvin came. Kelvin? Kelvin, he comes running out the jungle. Hurry, hurry, come with me. He brings me down here. First thing he does, because it's beeping already, he types in the code, he pushes the button, and it stops. What was all that about, I say? Just saving the world, he says. Saving the world. His words, not mine. So I started pushing the button too. And we saved the world together for a while, and that was lovely. Then Kelvin died. And now here I am all alone. It was three years ago. Then I like wash up on the beach and this dude comes up and his name is Kelvin. And he's like, quick, let's go. So we come down to the hatch and he puts in some numbers and he says he's saving the world. And I'm like, cool, I'm into it. So, you know, they do that together for a while and then Kelvin dies and Desmond is left alone to do this by himself, which you're not meant to do. Hmm. Seems like parts of this story are missing. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. And so Jack's like, ugh, I guess that's fine. So he gives him the jar back. <laughs> and I think I think it's Jack who's like, Locke, do you seriously trust him? Why is it so easy to dupe Jack yeah. into stuff? <laughs> He's like, Like, mm, he'll believe anything. It. He's like, yeah, I just need like six sentences and then you can have this back. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> he didn't try at all. So Jack's like, seriously, you're going to trust this guy? And Locke's like, um, yeah, why not? Like, what? Locke's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, why not? We have no other story to go off of, so, like, why not? And Desmond's like, you don't even have to trust me. First of all, I can hear you talking about not trusting me. (laughs) So how rude are you? (laughs) Second of all, there's there's some proof. So, brick you, Jack. So, (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you sit and spin, Jack? There's a film. So it's on the top shelf behind Turn of the Screw. So let's talk about Turn of the Screw. I was so excited because this season on Riverdale, Cheryl was reading Turn of the Screw. And I was like, I, that book is relevant to my interests. (laughs) (laughs) Robin's excitement when anything is related to Lost is palpable. I was like, great. I can bring this up on the pod. I can say, this is about Lost. We have so much in common. (laughs) So, The Turn of the Screw is a book found in the Swan. It was written by Henry James and originally published in 1898. It tells the story of a young governess at a remote estate who slowly slowly comes to realize her young charges are being haunted by the ghosts of their former governess and the valet with whom she was romantically involved. Wait, that's what Turn of the Screw is about? We've already talked about this on the Riverdale podcast, Brittany. Oh, was (laughs) was I impressed and said I wanted to read it then too? I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) The heroine becomes more and more convinced these two ghosts mean to harm the children, and her efforts to protect them end in tragedy. However, the reader is left with the strong impression that the two ghosts were figments of the governess's imagination. And here's my favorite part. A dramatization of the book was filmed in 1957 under the title, The Others. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, all right. Plus, like, figments of imaginations. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, true. Hmm. Very clever. For the rest of the 
part on the Lostpedia page for it. Just says Desmond told Locke and Jack to look behind this book on a bookshelf in the Swan to find the orientation film. The copy of the book in the Swan is from the Dover Thrift Edition series and was published in 1991. What? Who looked that up? Dude, I love Lostpedia. <laughs> they have the most ridiculous garbage <laughs> details <laughs> that no one else cares about and I support them so much. They were like, hey, you know that book? We need to find the exact publication date and what run it was in. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just do it. Also, it says one of the two children in The Turn of the Screw is named Miles. There's, uh, yeah, no spoilers. There's just a character named Miles that comes in in season four. And I would die for him. Yeah. We support him so much. (laughs) Great. Okay. But like, no spoilers. So Hurley is throwing the ball around with Vincent. Shout out to Madison's tennis ball. Great cameo. (laughs) solid of madison's tennis ball and hurley is like so glad that finally there's some peace around here and everything and then kate's like i'm gonna run (laughs) run out and look uh horrified and he's like no such a good moment womp womp (laughs) hurley got so close to normalcy for like five seconds he's like this is so nice what a lovely beautiful day on the beach (laughs) and then kate runs out looking absolutely panicked (laughs) that's the level of comedy that i love that lost executed perfectly Mm -hmm. and it never felt like ham-fisted it was just like oh my god (laughs) so good so uh, jack is talking to Locke, and jack's like so like do you want to give me some context about like what's going on here and he's like okay well kate was tied up desmond had a gun on me um and the rest you saw so i don't know what you're looking for here (laughs) (laughs) and now we're here but he says the name desmond jack is like desmond Yes, that was his name. <gasps> Everything's coming together. I just like, if you search the name Desmond on Twitter, like mm-hmm. if you search up like GIF, it's just all GIFs yeah. of Desmond. Like other yes. characters have been named Desmond, but none of them will ever be as important. They're not iconic like him. Exactly. Well, like that's a fun fact that we have also that I was going to bring up like when we see Desmond for the last time. But like this was supposed to be like, Desmond was supposed to be a three episode guy and he was gone. For the rest of the series. That's nuts to me. Well, that's the thing is it's just like, just like another character that comes in this season. He was supposed to only be this season. And then people were talking about how much they liked him. Right. And how interesting he was. And now Desmond comes back and is like critically acclaimed as one of the best characters on the show of all time. Is Desmond Mm -hmm. easily like, there was a thing Mm -hmm. that came out, what, a week ago of like the best television episodes of all time. And like the constant has been voted a time and time again as one of the best television episodes of all time. And that's of course down to mm-hmm. Desmond. That's a Desmond episode and he does incredible. Right. Yeah. So shout out. So that's, that's the thing that I find really interesting about lost is they really lean into, okay, if these actors have good chemistry and they're interesting enough, let's find mm-hmm. a way to bring them back. Cause I can't right. imagine this show without Desmond or insert future. <laughs> character here yeah right (laughs) rhymes with den den (laughs) so Locke is like yeah he was just asking us if like a bunch of us were sick and jack's like oh if anyone knows if anyone's sick it's me because he's a doctor oh right yeah i was like i was like because he knows everybody's business like what what's going on here (laughs) yeah because he's because he's nosy yeah He's the island gossip. I was like, no, he's not. That's Hurley's job. Yeah. <laughs> and so Jack's like, so you didn't ask him like anything about like him? Like you didn't ask him for his biography? Or like if he's single? Yeah. <laughs> and Locke is like, well, <laughs> you see, there was a gun pointed at me. 
So I thought maybe I wasn't the one who should be asking the question. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the time. (laughs) This reminds me of Anna Lucia being like, hey, why didn't you use your gun before? And he's like, I was busy. I didn't really think about it. My mind was preoccupied with getting bludgeoned. I was like, if if I could live past this moment, that would be cool. (laughs) I'll get his ASL later. So thank you for bringing it back. Um, yes, that was good. uh, Jack is like, wow, Locke, you're seeming pretty freaking calm here. And Locke says, he'll fix it. Dude, if, if there was ever a man of faith to ever man of faith, he's here in this moment. (laughs) He'll fix it. What? You're like, will he though? Yeah. It's like, it's fine. And that's the thing. This is not a responsible life choice. Yeah, he's not even being like, oh, he'll fix it. Like, I hope. Like, uh, he, like, literally, like, believes, like, eh, everything will work out. That reminds me of, like, every time that I've lost my phone or, like, any of my electronics, I'll be like, ah, I'll find him. Because I always do. And I do. Yeah. But there's a difference between that and, like, facing certain death and going, eh, maybe it won't happen. Meh, whatever. (sighs) I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. No, idiot. (laughs) Jack says, the last time I saw a computer that was going to save the world, it didn't look like that. And I'm like, what was the last time you saw a computer that was going to save the world? Yeah, that always like throws me off. I'm like, what is he talking about? Hang on. What could that possibly be? Is that- I have no idea. Genuinely. Because I'm like, think about like when this show was on. It wasn't even, I mean, you know, obviously yeah. computers are around. But like, what? what was that maybe Y2K? This- I have no idea. I mean, it was, like, after Y2K, because, I mean, you know, the show aired in, like, what? 2005. So this yeah. Like, 2004 or 2005, yeah. Well, 2004 in canon. Yeah. Or was it, like, is that, like, a deep reach, like, pop culture joke? I have no idea. Yeah, I've never seen a computer that was going to save the world, to be honest. Um. Yeah, if anything, yeah. I've seen computers that would, like, really destroy know. the world. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we don't know what that line means. Oh, so, yeah. We don't know what Jack's talking about. Um, so, Locke is like, are you just, like, pissed because he recognized you? Because that would be crazy. Yeah, like, you should be honored that he recognized you. I'm yeah. testing you. This reminds me of, I think it was 201, where Locke was like, hey, Kate, we literally saw a smoke monster. And Jack was <laughs> there, but he's just like, guess he just doesn't really care about it because it's impossible, so... Impossible things just don't exist, Kate, I guess. Locke is so valid Now he's here. being like, that'd be impossible, huh? There comes a point where it just becomes Hello, parody to not fate. believe the things that are happening on that island. Like, yeah. remember the polar bear? Hello, fate. Hello, destiny. You were meant to see this guy again. He was a turning point in your life. You're here to be a turning point in his life. That's beautiful. <laughs> Tear. So, now they're gonna watch the film. Oh my god. So, welcome, I'm Dr. Marvin Candle. You are? Uh, yeah. Oh my god, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> the coolest thing about Dr. Marvin Candle is that every time that we watch an orientation film, he has a different candle-themed name. I did yeah. not pick up on that. Yeah. So right now his name is Dr. Marvin Candle. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no spoilers, but that's not his real name. <laughs> You're kidding! Yeah, right. but to avoid, to avoid spoilers, uh, let's take a page from our friend Kim's book uh, and just call him Candleman. Oh, all right. That's just what she's been calling him for like months. <laughs> Candleman. Okay, his name so is Candleman. Candleman is fine. Nice. So this is Candleman, Candleman. three of six. Oh my! So already you're like, I am intrigued. Like, how many are there? Right, six. Thank you. 
<laughs> Three. Of six. You know what? I deserved that. I deserved that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be quiet for the rest of the podcast now. I will see y'all later. <laughs> Let me write that down. That is our funny moment of the mo- of the of the Stop beginning. It! That was so funny. I was literally just like, I'm like, a little parrot like i'll just like repeat stuff or say whatever like comes to the top of my brain and apparently that was the thing that came to the top of my brain like full disclosure there are more than six but there are six orientation videos you know <laughs> don't think you're getting off on this and think that that you're smart How the tables have tabled oh i never thought okay. um so he's saying like you and your partner so that's important, like, you're not supposed to do it by yourself. And this is the Dharma Initiative. Right. Hello! Oh, what's that? I've never heard of that Welcome before. to a very important thing. You will... This is now relevant for the rest of the series. It's a big deal. So it was created in 1970 by the DeGroots. This is mostly just, like... Groot? Context and stuff. Like, the, and like, there are a few times when Hanso comes up again, just, like, as little Easter eggs and stuff, but they're not... In, like super important to the plot so you can remember this if you want but it's not a, a huge deal and it, they were from the university of michigan i like the university of michigan because that's where a very potter musical was made okay. <laughs> nice you would just drop that little nugget that's why i like u of m <laughs> okay when i was in high school i was like i'm gonna go to u of m because i'm a dork wow yeah sorry um so they're researching meteorology, psychology, parapsychology, zoology, electromagnetism, and utopian social, and then it gets spliced. Hmm. What could any of these things mean? <sighs> splice, splice. Um, why was it spliced? Or is that spoiler section stuff? Um, uh, we actually, I can't, we don't, do we know why it was spliced? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. This one, I don't know. Just to just to hide something, we do end up actually seeing like what is inside the splice later this season. But like, so would you say that it's information that was purposefully kept from Desmond or whoever was in the hatch? Um, I think I can't remember off the top of my head. We'd have to talk about it when like the splice comes back. Okay, because I feel like we get more information at that point. All right. But I wonder, like, my main questions that I can't really answer right now are who spliced it? Why did it end up where it ended up? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the like, missing footage, I mean. All right. And, yeah, just, like, why? Wow. So. Cool. Those are all questions. <laughs> those so. are all deep thoughts. <laughs> those are all questions. Yes. So, yeah. Good job, Robin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he says for the next 540 days... And Oof. so I went ahead and I did some math. And 540 days divided by 5 is 108. <gasps> um, thank you, math. Yes. Important <laughs> math. That's very important math. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it was uh, supposed to be a lab about electromagnetism. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there was an incident. <gasps> Man, don't know that could be i wonder what, how that what happened there such so, a mystery every 108 <laughs> minutes the button must be pushed to reset it reset the electromagnetism i don't know the science i just know it's real okay i guess <laughs> or so you think you and your partner are currently located in station three or the swan and will be for the next 540 days 
Now, Station 3 was originally constructed as a laboratory where scientists could work to understand the unique electromagnetic fluctuations emanating from this sector of the island. Not long after the experiments began, however, there was an incident. And since that time, the following protocol has been observed. Every 108 minutes, the button must be pushed. From the moment the alarm sounds, you will have four minutes to enter the code into the microcomputer processor, induction into the program. When the alarm sounds, either you or your partner must input the code. The alarm starts sounding at four minutes, so that's a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's another splice. I'm so glad that you know numbers. That's so good yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> there's just a lot of information in this. <laughs> I like the way they presented, though, like, narratively, Mm -hmm. the mystery of it sort of distracts you from the fact that they're giving you a gigantic info dump. Yeah, there's so much in here. Um, So something that I never noticed until I read the Lostpedia trivia page for this episode is that um, Candleman, it has a prosthetic arm. His left arm is prosthetic. Wait, what? Yeah. I never noticed because it was never, it was never apparent. How do you know he has a prosthetic arm? Because, like, when you're looking for it, it's actually quite obvious. You oh, man, go I'm going to have to go watch this. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy because I never realized that until I read the thing. And now, like, today I had a revelation. And I'm so excited to talk to you guys about it in the spoiler section. Because, like, I literally, <laughs> like, gasped and put my hands to my face. Like, I was a, I was, I, I was a stereotype. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Like, I'm so I love excited! This show, there are always new things to find. Oh, now I'm trying to think what it could be. Yeah, oh like, I'm like, what? What is the purpose of this? I am so excited to tell you about it. I won't forget. I promise. I have it written down. So, okay. another fun fact that was in the Lostpedia page was that he never actually says what the code is. You know, that's oh. that's true. He just says the code. So how do they know what it is? It has to be passed by word of mouth, I bet. I mean, a character that nobody understands that's not in the spoiler section uh, named Redzinski probably made it up. Or, I mean, it's written, it's like on the hatch, but like, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, but if you're just someone throwing in there. True. But how would they know if it's written on the hatch when they're not allowed to leave the hatch? Yeah, how do you know? You yeah. Spoiler mm. section. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Because the, the thing is, I guess you is, better hope you've seen things on TV. Because the hmm. the thing is that like we actually have so much detail about this. Yeah. yeah. Like if this was a regular TV show, we would not have this much detail about <laughs> literally this hatch, but we do. Well, TV shows don't think through these things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what makes Lost so special. Oh. Is did this this kind of TV doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I love this episode. I did not think I had this much things to say about this episode, but <laughs> I do. It's such a good one. It's so good. Um, uh, so uh, he's like, also, by the way, don't use the computer for anything else. This is not foreshadowing. Just don't. No Googling. Don't. And so he says, namaste and good luck. And Locke says hmm. the iconic line. We're going to need to watch that, watch again. that again. Incredible. We're going to need a bigger yeah. book. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm then helping. we have this tiny moment between Jack and Locke where Jack like starts walking away and Locke and he's like, are you seriously going to watch that again? And Locke's like, yeah, it's like, like you're not what? 
He's like, hello, that was a huge info dump. I, as if I could understand it the first time round. <laughs> Locke's like, the audience didn't catch all that. We're going to have to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> we have to do it again. And so he's like, duh, of course. And Jack's like, Jack's like, no. nope, I'm done. Bye. Whatever. I don't even care. I find that so unrelatable. Mm. If if there was a mystery video yeah. saying mystery things, I would not be like, oh, I'm not interested in this. I'd be like, oh my god, I need to get to the bottom of this immediately. I get to learn more about this weird place that we're in. This is true. Like I've said that I relate to Jack, but I would not act that way if that happened. <laughs> like, no, we're watching this until I figure it out. Yeah. Well, like, my first thought was, like, what if Jack is, like, just faking Because he's like, I don't even like the hatch. Like, I'm not even into the hatch. I don't even care. What? I don't even <laughs> care, huh? Cool. But, like, he's, like, genuinely just doesn't care about this crap. And I don't get it. Yeah. I think it's because with Jack, he always has reality on his mind. Like, priorities in the here and now. And that tape doesn't represent anything that can help him solve his problems right now. It represents to him like a more frivolous mystery and he's already decided that it's not true that it's just a mind game right. exactly yeah. so in his mind why waste his time on it when there's other things to do right so in the next scene jack is talking to desmond and he's like so like are you in contact with the people that made that film and he's like yeah totally <laughs> yeah like does it look like he is he's been trapped in that hat <laughs> and i'm still here totally yeah we go to dinner every friday Jack's like I'm having a great time thinking that my entire existence is a lie Jack's like how didn't you know about the hat about the crash and he's like dude I don't know how to tell you this without you like like not understand like I don't know how else to say this but I sit in this hatch and every 108 minutes I push some buttons I do not leave this hatch I don't care if you think I'm a nut. That's what I do. I didn't know about your crash. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like Jack is like, how do you not even know? Like, like Jack's one of those people that was just like, don't you know who I am? <laughs> I'm famous. I'm Jack. I'm the yeah. leader. So he's like, are you supposed to get like replacements? And he's like, yeah, but Kelvin died waiting for his replacements. Like they're not coming. Like I was here by accident. But, okay, I have questions in the spoiler okay. section about this. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Do you want me to write it down? Yeah. Okay, what do you want me to write down? Just write down Kelvin and Desmond. Okay, I've got a lot down for that already, so I think we're good. <laughs> Sorry, I, just, I thought it was just write Kelvin down Kelvin. <laughs> <laughs> just write down Kelvin. That'll <laughs> trigger my memory. <laughs> so Jack's like, well, where does your food come from? This is a spoiler section. What a very section. valid question. We can't talk about There's this right now. There's so much for the spoiler section right now. Um, and he's There's like- some episodes where we're like, oh, we can't say anything yeah. about this episode because <laughs> everything's in the spoiler section. And just like shout out to like Matt and Ian in this, in this scene. It's so good. Like Jack is like, haven't you ever considered that like everything is in your head and they're like specifically trying to mess you up? You really think this is happening? Why wouldn't it be? It says quarantine on the inside of the hatch to keep you down here, keep you scared. But you know what? We've been up there for over 40 days and no one's gotten sick. You think this is the only part of it that's true? Do you ever think that maybe they put you down here to push a button every hundred minutes just to see if you would? That all of this, the computer, the button, is just a mind game, an experiment. Every single day. And Edmund's like, all the freaking time, dude. Like, of but course. like, what if I'm wrong? Then the world explodes? Right. It's like, nah. that's all on his shoulders. 
Yeah, exactly. He's such an important guy. He's like, I hope it's not real. But what if it is? Right? Well. And so he's like. That's a Desmond problem. And also, here's the proof that I have. Every time I go past that wall, the fillings in my teeth hurt. So what does that mean? Except he has an accent, so it kind of seems like he's saying, my feelings hurt. (laughs) You know what? Two things can be true. (laughs) (laughs) My feelings hurt. And then, of course, we see more examples of, like, Desmond being a religious man. Um, Yeah, the computer just breaks some more. And Desmond's like, okay, well, I'm out then. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta go. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, I didn't really want to do this anymore anyway. If the world blows up, then it blows up. It was my fault, my bad. If the world blows up, that's kind of on you guys now. I'm gonna go. I gotta bounce. (laughs) And that's when he, like, takes something and it's right beside the third policeman, which is a movie... That doesn't have a lost PDF page. Boring. Okay. <laughs> That's annoying. <sighs> Get through it somehow, I guess. So he's like, this isn't like he runs. Jack is going to run after him. And he's like, this wasn't what's supposed to happen. Locke, I mean, Locke's like, this isn't what's supposed to happen. And Jack's like, dude, tell me what's supposed to happen. He's like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> tell me a tale. You know, I feel like the whole plane crash wasn't supposed to happen. So why don't we track backwards from there? Yeah. And Locke is saying, like, I can't do this by myself. Like, the word alone in this episode is probably used, like, ten times. Yeah. If we don't live together, we're going to die alone. And Jack says goodbye, John, which just gave me, like, some Sherlock sadness. But that's fine. You're fine. And Locke is sad. I mean, I just... It's not that big a deal that Jack bounces. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I can't do it by myself. I'm like, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Like, literally, Saeed's coming back. You just need to be by yourself for, like, a good five minutes. <laughs> like, a minute. Yeah. I'm like, you know you can go find him at the beach, yeah. right? Like, he, he he's gonna be in you distance. Yeah. You can find him. So, uh, Kate, Hurley, and Saeed show up. And I just want to give a shout out because they are back in, like, a realistic time. You know, like, it's been a while. So it's yeah. not like the Plus beach is a quick skip, skip from the hatch. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, they may have implied that in other yeah. episodes, but yeah. in this one, it's yeah. realistic. Yeah. Took them a while to get there. It's good. So there's 24 minutes left on the thing, and they're looking for, like, the breaker and stuff. I love what Desmond's like, oh, I did w- everything that I could, which was one thing, so I don't know how- what else to do. I, all I did was press a button and just stuff happened. I'm gonna, and I Saeed know. shows up and he's like, oh, yeah, this is fine. Yeah, <laughs> 24 I, minutes, I, can fix I that. guess. So then Hurley. Saeed, Saeed should be like, Saeed should be James yeah, Bond. Yeah, that'd be so good. true. He could be his own Q. Yeah. I just love him so much, you know? Hurley discovers the pantry, which is set up for next episode. Also tag yourself, I'm Hurley. Mm. Be like, oh, I found the food. <laughs> Dope. So Desmond is running and he just like biffs it. <laughs> just writes into the ground. <laughs> Guys, uh, we're bad people for laughing. <laughs> Jack finds him and he's like got a gun on him and Desmond's like, oh, <laughs> I forgot to give you the numbers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so dumb. Okay. Anyway, here are the numbers. And Jack's like, shut up. And Desmond's like, excuse me. <laughs> I was trying to be kind. Do you know who I am? I am the most handsome person on this island other than Saeed. Yeah. (laughs) And so Jack's like, nothing's even going to happen. And he's like, well, in 15 minutes, either you'll be right or you'll be wrong. So I guess we'll see, right? I mean, sounds menacing. Mm. And so he's like, why are you running away? 
And Desmond's like, oh, running. <laughs> that's so hard on you. Aha. Yes, that makes sense. It's like a that's so Raven moment where like, he <laughs> 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 goes back into Des's brain and he's like, oh, <gasps> yes, I remember. A flashback, but we did not see it. And he's like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, the chick. Um, how, how is she doing? And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And he's like, how does it not uh. matter? He's like, clearly you like cared about it a lot. Desmond's very so, invested. He's like, how Desmond's does a big matter? shipper. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Four, eight, fifteen. Shut up! Sorry? Nothing is going to happen. Some man takes you down there, shows you a movie, and you push a button on on faith alone. Nothing is going to happen! In about 15 minutes, you're either going to be very right or very wrong, brother. You want to shoot me? Shoot me! But I'm not Why are you running? You don't even know what you're running from! I remember you. Running. I know you. I met you. Stop. Los Angeles. I was training, yeah? You twisted your ankle, you... Stop. You're a doctor, right? There was this girl, you... You were worried, you said... You said you failed her. That was you. It doesn't matter. Was she okay? The girl. It doesn't matter. What happened to her? It doesn't matter. How can you say it doesn't I married her! And he's like, I married her! And Desmond's like, oh, the drama! Well, like, that's not the, you know, emotion I would expect from that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I married her, and Desmond's like, whoa. Desmond's like, uh... Scandalous. Why do you seem so mad about it? Yeah, why are you so pissed then? Oh, I see you aren't married anymore. Yikes. Did you suck at being married? Was that it? <laughs> I'm sorry. But also, like, that's the part of Jack's story that I actually really like a lot, is the fact mm. that that marriage didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I don't know if that makes sense, but... It's really messed up to be like, yeah, the thing I like is that he got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I like is that his heart was broken a lot. You know that's not what I mean, though. <laughs> it wasn't the time for him. Desmond replaced the motherboard, but what he needed to do was pick, fix the power transformer. And we're like, oh, gotcha. Way to go, Desmond. Totally. <laughs> you idiot. And I loved, I love this moment so much when Saeed's like, oh, like, here's what we have to fix. And Locke's like, don't you need to know why? Because Jack needed to know why. And Saeed's like, um, well, we don't really have time for me to ask why, so I'm sure you'll tell me after we're right. on a time crunch. He's like, no, I'm good. Let's get this done. He's a genius. The most competent person on that island. So Saeed smart. is so smart. So smart. Between Saeed and Kate, they all would have been off that island in like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kate turns it on and then it starts beeping again uh saeed fixes it and everything and they're about to put in the code and hurley's like hold up <laughs> hey, hang on i've seen those numbers before up, nah <laughs> except last time he was like about the numbers lock don't oh stop no please lock just ignored him <laughs> yelling for like five minutes so he's like i feel like this isn't gonna help but can you not and then he says 32 and not 42 and hurley's like okay <laughs> it was a code he made me enter it what code do you remember what it is? Four, eight. Wait a minute. Fifteen, 
16. Dude, I'm serious. Stop. Hugo, this is not the time or the place. Yeah, well, I think it is. 23. What is this thing? I we didn't even know what it does. I mean, we need... 32. You know what? Forget it. Go ahead. Do your thing. It's not 32. It's 42. What would have happened if he had pressed execute on 32? Yeah, what would have happened? Like, realistically, it probably would have just been like, nope, start again. But like, yeah. what if everything exploded? What if everything went to the red place? Mm. I just love <laughs> Hurley, though. He's like, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, try it. Actually, never mind. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. We'll see. Hmm. Go ahead. Have fun. He's like, I'm totally calm now. Go for it. <laughs> I'm sure everything will be fine. Nobody's suspicious <laughs> at all. <laughs> I love Hurley so damn much. <laughs> So Jack comes back and he's like, it's 42. Like, he just told me it's 42. And Hurley's like, he's like, damn it. Hmm. And so Locke's about so to press close. execute and he's like, you know what, Jack, you should do it. And Jack's like, cute, uh, but no. <laughs> Jack, you should do it. And Jack's like, no, I'm not actually into pressing yeah, buttons. Yeah, actually, pass. And he's like, no, you do it. I don't care. And he's like, no, Jack, like, you were there. You saw the film. This is for two people at least. And Saeed's like, this literally does not matter. Let me <laughs> He's like, I'll jump in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, y'all can have that philosophical discussion later. Yeah. But no, Locke will not drop it. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's not real. Who cares? If Locke wants the button they pushed. They kill me. He can push the button himself. Okay. And so Locke's like, listen, if you don't believe that it's a thing, why, why are you here? Why did you come back here? Fair. Oh. And my one of my favorite lines of all time. Why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find it so easy? It's never been easy. It's never been easy. Oh. <laughs> That's, so good. That's so telling. Guys, that was a great moment for all of us. Yeah, it was. Beautiful. You do it, Jack. What? You have to do it. Do it yourself, John. No, you saw the film, Jack. This is a this is a two-person job, at least. This argument is irrelevant. Say, don't. Jack. Don't. It's not real. Look, you want to push the button, you do it yourself. If it's not real, then what are you doing here, Jack? Why did you come back? Why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find it so easy? It's never been easy! Maybe you should just do it. No. It's a button. I can't do this alone, Jack. I don't want to. It's a leap of faith, Jack. Talk to me about that moment, anyone. Go ahead. Oh, God. I just... I'm like getting all worked up. I'm like sweating a little bit. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's such a good scene. It's one of those like I feel like it's in the top five like yes. scenes of Lost just yeah. because it's so much of their characters. Mm -hmm. Like, and obviously, you know, we go back with them over and over again with like similar scenes. You know, faith versus science, and but oh god, it's just it's like the emotions are so high and um it's just such a good moment it's so like, good it's so good it's one of those moments that you see on an emmy reel and Locke is like this is something i've worked for my entire life 
Like, Locke has, like, worked his whole life to have faith in things. Like, everything, yeah, right. every turn in his oh, life yeah. has been garbage, and he just wants to believe in something. He just needs one win. And it's not easy. Yeah. I, I find this rewatch, and especially doing this podcast, I understand Locke more and more. I don't mm-hmm. know whether it's, like, you know, just being older and having more perspective or things like that, but Locke just makes so much sense to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Kate says, Jack, like, maybe you should do it. And Jack's like, no, it literally doesn't matter. And Locke says, I can't do this alone, Jack. It's a leap of faith. Which is relevant. You probably could press a button alone. And when he says, I can't do it alone, I don't want to. And he's like almost crying. It's like, it's heartbreaking. Dude, and also like that moment in the like first flashback where he like starts crying, talking about his parents. Like, dude, it's had such a hard life. Oh my God. And also pro- Terry. Terry. Oh, God, he's so good. So the timer stops at one second and then resets. And Locke says, cool. <laughs> Dope. Okay. Like, oh, okay. That emotional moment's over. Cool. Um, yeah, I'll do it first. <laughs> Thanks. He just settles in. It's like, I got this now. Yeah. You, you guys can go home. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about flashbacks? Anyway. Anyway. And Helen, one of the best characters ever, even though she's only in a couple episodes. Oh my god, agreed. I love her so much. Okay. My first thing is Locke's very first episode, Walkabout, he's talking to someone named Helen on the phone. Right. We know that that is not the same Helen. It is not this Helen. (laughs) And we kind of talked in the spoiler section whether or not he like specifically asked the person if he could call them Helen. Or if he asked for somebody named Ellen. I feel like he I feel like he did that. I feel like he had to have done that. <laughs> yep. And like whether his like coworker who knew Helen's name thought that he continu- was like continuing to talk to mm. regular Helen. Regular Helen. Did any of them know that the thing with Helen had like fallen apart? Or do you That's think he just question. kept up the facade? Yeah. yeah. And then he like was still had someone named Helen to talk about. Yeah. Huh. I wonder. Hmm. So he's at anger management class, I guess. Um, you know how it is. And Francine's mom keeps stealing money from her. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you laughing? Francine doesn't think it's funny. Francine. Sorry, Fra- <laughs> Sorry Francine. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I love that you laugh about her as if like, she's like a friend, you know? I'm, oh, that Francine. I'm belittling her. Uh, classic Francine. <laughs> Real talk, I know a Francine and she's great. But. Hashtag not all Francines. not all Francines. <laughs> but like legit, like thinking about it, like if my mom stole money from me, I'd be pissed. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. The thing about Francine and like the thing that makes them bond together, or Helen and Locke, is that they're both kind of assholes yeah. about this. Yeah. Like they, they bond because they're kind of jerks about it. Yeah. Like. And very whiny. They're not <laughs> yeah. empathetic at all to anybody there. No! Right. There's a fun fact. Oh, I love those. There's this character whose name is Ivan, and he played an other in season three. (gasps) But his actor has also, like, was in the anger management course. Wait. Okay. Wait. Which which person is this? (laughs) I feel like. Go on Lostpedia and search Ivan. Mind blown. Wait. What? I'm like, something I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Hang on. 
Oh, it looks like he came in at the end of season two, though, which is weird because that's the same season as this one. So they clearly knew what they were doing, question mark. They must have. Oh, but but Ivan is never like (laughs) irrelevant. Okay. (laughs) Looking at his picture. Don't know if I recognize him. So (laughs) like scroll down a little bit and you Uh see like him in an actual scene. But oh, okay. Gotcha. Who are you, sir? In the end credits of The Glass Ballerina, he is merely credited as Other, but in I Do, he was credited as Ivan. Same actor was also an uncredited background extra in Orientation. During Locke's flashback as one of the members in his anger management group. The camera hits him for a flash when Locke begins to tell everyone that they feel too much. But he he is uncredited for his appearances in Three Minutes and Live Together, Die Alone, which are in season two. So maybe they just liked the guy. They said, keep bringing him back. Yeah, he's cool. We like him. Hey, Ivan. He probably just lived in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, sure. It was there. Yeah, sure. Let's bring him in. Sure. You've been coming here for a month now. I just don't think $30 is worth getting angry about. Well, Francine feels like $30. Francine feels a little too much, you ask me. You all do. I mean, seriously. So-and-so never called me back. My mother stole $30 from it. I never even knew who my parents were. A couple years ago, my... Uh, my birth mother found me, and uh, she told me I was special. And, uh, and through her, I met my real father. Great news, right? Well, he pretended to love me just long enough to steal my kidney because he had to have a transplant. And then he dropped me back in the world like a piece of trash, just like he did on the day that I was born. You want your damn $30 back? I want my kidney back. So they go outside and Helen hits on Locke. (laughs) I mean, props, because I mean, I am not really interested in doing that at all, but I wouldn't have the confidence to if I wanted to. Right? She's got a game. Yeah. <laughs> she like had her like lines prepared. For real. She was she was DTF down to flirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, make sure you don't get kidney cancer because you only have one, so don't smoke. <laughs> and he's like, cool, you like just thought of that, huh? <laughs> what kind of flirting is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, make sure you don't die of an incurable disease. Also, you're aging. <laughs> I like bald guys. I'm not bald. Oh. But you will be. <laughs> okay, cool. Locke finds it cute anyway, I guess. He's like, yeah, this Why could that be the actual transcript? Yeah. <laughs> I would die if Robin's, like, actual commentary was what happened in the scenes. I would watch a whole show of that. I really feel like we should, like... Like, I feel like the way that I explain things is, like, drunk history, but it'd be funny if people actually, like, acted it out, you know? It is drunk history. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm drunk, drunk history, lost. but lost. And, and I'm not drunk. Right. Yeah. This is just my vocabulary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is just who I am as a person. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, I guess Helen and Locke did it on the first date. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, snap. Well, why waste time when you know you've got the chemistry? Right. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, why waste time when you know that you're both aging? What? No! no. Well, we just talked about them aging. You're like, why waste time? <laughs> Death is coming for you. <laughs> well, 
I've clearly already forgotten what I've said, and I was trying to find the romance in it, but whatever. Okay. Well, no, um, but just another random point. I feel like the older you get, the more you just kind of know when you have a connection yeah. with somebody, and oh, they're yeah. like, okay, this is happening. Like, let's do yeah. it. You're like, oh, all right, okay. We're good. Yeah. Yeah, don't have time you don't for have to go. You don't have to do, like, the dance. Yeah. Right. So he's like, sorry, I have to go, because I just, like, I'm uncomfortable sleeping in a foreign bed but i'll call you like i promise this isn't about you like i really like you a lot and it's like okay no okay no woman in the history of ever has ever believed that like that does not check out no yeah would you feel comforted by that i would not believe that and you can tell she's like so hurt yeah she's like okay (laughs) like it's like great so you're literally just like every other dude and it's like well i mean did you think about the healthy circumstances in which you met him yeah at anger management class (laughs) like are you kidding me i'm not saying that people who go to anger management aren't like you know, great partners. It's that you guys literally bonded over being total yeah. dicks. <laughs> what did you expect? <laughs> I do. I have a question though. Hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think that he genuinely has a problem sleeping in a foreign bed, or do you think it's a problem because he literally every single night goes to Anthony Cooper's house? Yeah, I think it's the latter. It's it's the oh Anthony my gosh, Cooper every yeah. night. Yeah. It's such a waste of gas. Why is your first thought that it's a waste of gas? Is it not? <laughs> Like, you're right, but why? <laughs> so, yeah, he's, like, stalking his house every single freaking night. And eventually, Anthony Cooper just, like, gets in and he's like, hey. And John's like, oh, my God. Didn't think we'd get this far. And I love that. It's another one of those scenes, like, you love it, but you hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, God, it just... God. You kind of, like, run away from it for the cringe factor. Yeah. It's like, yeah. stab in my heart. Like, I feel like the guy who plays Anthony Cooper, they're like, hey, will you come back? And he's like, yeah, sure. Like, what am I doing in the scene? And they're just like, oh, you're just continuing to be horrible. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fun for actors, though. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, all right. I get to go be, like, a total dick. Right. In the latest episode of The 100, a character named Vincent was talking about how he is in- uninhibited by a conscience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which is like the definition of a psychopath i'm pretty sure or okay. at least a sociopath hey. or or one of those and i'm almost certain that anthony cooper doesn't have a conscience yeah yeah no yeah not at all that episode also features henry and cusick being threatened by people yeah <laughs> man Wild. i haven't okay i haven't watched any of the new season yet i'm so behind but i'm waiting for it to get on netflix bro okay, it's worth it for the cabbie let me tell you it's a like, great season. I've seen a lot of spoilers already and I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> no, like this season like was written specifically like with like Cabbie fans in mind. So like like Kane and Abby have huge actual yeah. relevant plot lines. Like they're gigantic characters. I was like, wait, am I dreaming? Cooper says that he literally even moved and Locke still found him. And he found him, yeah. That's so creepy. Like, how did he find him? I feel like I don't I don't know. I don't know if I get the vibe from Locke that he's, like, a bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> like, at this point in his right? life. <laughs> he's, like, so, like, literally, like, what do you even want from me? Because, like, I just want this to end. And he's, like, I just literally just want to know why you betrayed me so terribly. Yeah, like, why did you try and ruin my life? And he's, like, oh, it's because I don't care about you. <laughs> it's because I never wanted you and I was fully just using you. And I think you already knew that. So, Bye. Great answer. Get over it. See ya. Why? Excuse me. Why? There is no why. You think you're the first person that ever got conned? <laughs> 
You needed a father figure and I needed a kidney. And that's what happened. Get over it. And John, don't come back. You're not wanted. Oh my god. Locke was literally like in foster care. I just can't. He breaks my heart. You can't just, you can't, like, saying you're not wanted to somebody is not nice. Right. Especially, Especially from his situation. <sighs> yeah. Exactly. And he yeah. cry. Oh my god. And he has that moment where he, like, is, like, fighting, crying, and then he just yeah. crying. I just can't. Oh my god. I love that this show lets men cry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm nuts about it. So good. So they're at their six-month anniversary dinner, and she's like, here's a present. And he's like, oh, man, I didn't get you anything. And she's like, that's okay. <laughs> she's like, it was a dollar. You're fine. It's six months. Locke, what are you doing? Yeah, also, yeah, what are you thinking? I thought this like, was just I, any other dinner. Like, I assume she was I just need, like, it's our six-month dinner. I need Helen to have standards, guys. Yeah, <laughs> Helen deserves better. <laughs> um, so she's like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. It's I, don't, I only spent a dollar on it. So, and he's like, oh. Well, this is supposed to be our six-month present. Yeah. Well, I'm worth more than that. That's so awkward. <laughs> like, are you not taking this seriously? Wow. She's like, so here's the key to my apartment. Um, but here's the thing. You have to stay at my house. You can't just keep hmm, leaving. It's, it's fair. It's totally fair. Because yeah. I kind of followed you, and I know where you go, and it's not good for you. <laughs> like, this is not healthy behavior. <laughs> are you guys, like, kind of messed up by the fact she followed him? No. Me neither. <laughs> Honestly, like, me neither. It's been all. six months and he keeps leaving. Yeah, no, I would want to know, like, what the f*** is going Cause on. Because here, his excuse the first time was, I can't sleep in a foreign bed. After six months, right. that bed is not foreign. Exactly. Where are you going? I never even thought about that. Like, if you're still sneaking out, like, you need to know what's yeah. going on. You're doing something. And I think that's fair, even. No, now that I think about it, I'm like, wow, that's absolutely fair of her. Six yeah. months. It did not even yeah. occur to me before. Because, like, you know, you watch it and you're like, ooh. And Locke is, like, kind of messed up by it. And you're like, okay. I mean, obviously, he, it's like he's, like, very secretive, secretive of it. So, like, it makes sense that he's messed up by it. Yeah. But, yeah, thinking about it, I'm, I think that's fair. It's more than fair. And it's, like, at the same time, it kind of implies that they've had this conversation a number of times. Yeah, and he still won't. And it's, like, right. clear and that he's been lying. Yeah. Right. And like she's trying to fix what I think at this point is the unfixable. And like mm-hmm. if um if you're like with a man and you keep like doing it and then he like always leaves at night, you're probably like dude's going home to a family. Exactly, or there's somebody else. Ooh, you know? good point. Like good dude's point. got a <laughs> dude's got a tuck in his four year old. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop. Um, so, I mean, yeah, anyway, I think it's super fair of her. But she says that she was angry for 20 years, which I'm glad they're not just being, like, just skirting over the fact that Helen was also at anger management class. Yeah. Right. They're like, she didn't just exist for, like, Locke to have, like, an angry yeah. relationship with. Yeah. Like, she's her own person. Why was she there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you follow me, Helen? Why would you do that? Well, you sneak off in the middle of the night. I, I, I just needed to know where you were going. I care about you, John. No, but but what I do is my business. It's personal. I wasted 20 years of my life being angry. I told myself I would get over it, but I... I couldn't do it alone. I needed to find help. You help me, John. And I can help you. You just have to promise me that you're not going to go to that place anymore. 
And so she's saying he's the one who really helped her get over it and you can't get over it by yourself. So she wants to also help him. I mean, she obviously learned some really healthy coping techniques that he has deliberately chosen not to address. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Because anger management obviously worked for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's sort of purposefully like, I think I think his thing with his father is a little bit of an addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And he doesn't he doesn't want to kick it like it's something if he gets to hold on to that anger, then he has an excuse for his life to be the way it is. Right. And he doesn't have to be afraid of moving on or doing something bigger because he can always blame this. He can always yeah. blame his father for his problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, mm, yes, yes, yes. Agreed, yes. I was processing and I was like, hmm, yes. So he's Thanks like- for those deep thoughts, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I promise we'll do it together. And then they kiss and you're like, I love happiness. I love love. And I love when she says that line about, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. None of us do. That's why they call it a leap of faith. Yeah. That's like that just brings in everything. Everything. Like, everything. So good. Thanks. I guess I'll go cry now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but like the fact that he says leap of faith after she says leap of faith, kind of like knowing what their future holds. Yeah. It's like sad that, that he then brings it up again. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't like to he think learned, about that. He learned all his lessons just too late. Yeah. Oh, Oof. Ouch. So Locke can't sleep, and so he goes to his dad's house again. I love how he's just, like, nonchalantly, like, drinking coffee or whatever. <laughs> he's like, this yeah, is not a problem. Um, That's what you do on a stakeout. Yeah, but he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. My uh, girlfriend definitely won't know where I've gone. No. <laughs> she definitely won't show up and get mad at me. There's not a foreboding sense of an, a fight later. No, not at all. I don't know. Why would you even say that? So Helen rear-ends him (laughs) and throws his keys into Anthony Cooper's house, like, yard. Such a power move. Okay. She's such a legend. I love her. I, but they don't address it again? Yeah. Like, how did he get them back? He Um, can't just be like, ding dong, dad. (laughs) Dad's like, nah. I've already told you to leave me alone. Well, my keys are in there. Don't care. Bye. Ding dong, dad. <laughs> Ding dong, dad. <laughs> Ding dong, dad. I'm not here to stalk you this time. I wonder if Eddie is still working for him. Eddie? Yeah, Eddie. The Eddie. security guard. I wonder if he's still hey, working Eddie. for him. Hey, Mr. Locke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Come on, shoot some more birds today? Or like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe Eddie helped him out. Let's just say that. Okay. Okay. Maybe. He had to, so Locke could get back his adorable little red beetle. Yeah. Cutest car. So cute. So, yeah, he doesn't seem to, like, she's saying he's really scared. And so she, like, gives him an ultimatum. She says, pick me or pick your dad. I know why you're here. Why you keep coming here. You're scared. You're scared of moving forward with me, with us. You're going to have to choose him or me. No, 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 it's not that simple. Yes, it is. I, I, I can't, I can't. Yes, you can. No, I can't. (laughs) 
I don't know how. Because you don't know what's going to happen. None of us do. It's why it's called a leap of faith, John. You don't have to be alone. Your answer should be me. There's a correct yeah. answer. Because your there's, dad... There's an easy answer here. Because there's a person... There, okay, here are your two options. One of the people really cares about you, and um, I don't remember if they said I love you or anything, but super cares about you, wants to spend more time with you, and this other person has literally told you to your face that, that you are not wanted and they don't want anything to do with you. So, shouldn't be a hard decision. And yet, he's in such turmoil yeah. over and it. And yet. But it so makes sense. He's had, like, I yeah. like. can we say PTSD about it? Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He has actual trauma from this. Yeah. It's hard to let go of trauma. Especially when he was, like, so duped. Yeah. Right. I mean, he had his life basically ruined. How do you let go of that? I don't remember how long he was hanging out with Anthony Cooper before he was betrayed like that. But, like, that's got to mess you up. You know, you've been lied to for months. Yes. Yeah. Right. Thinking that you finally got a family, finally what what you've always wanted, and then it gets taken away from he you. He was so Ugh. happy. It's the worst possible thing to lie about. Right. Locke is one of the most tragic characters in this show. Yes, I'm so God. like, it's just the truth. All tragic. And like you know, even up to season five, he's the most tragic character. The whole time Oof. he is. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I can't, and she's like, yes, you can. It's a leap of faith, and you don't have to be alone. We'll do it together. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> I'm not crying. You are. Any more flashback thoughts? Oh, I'm very sad. Other than sadness. <laughs> I just, I love, I think Locke has the best flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Overall. Locke has great flashbacks. They have the most impact and I don't know if it's Terry or just the story that they created for Locke, but it breaks your heart the most. Part of it is certainly yeah. Terry. Yeah. 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 For sure. Because Terry's really good at playing someone who's just been beaten down by the world and doesn't know how to function. Oh, mm-hmm. sadness. <laughs> Ouch. All right, so now it's time for segments. So our first segment is our favorite line awards. So my favorite line this episode goes to Locke and Jack for... Why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find it so easy? It's never been easy! Oh, eh. Iconic. Iconic. And actually so iconic. the one that I picked, and then Robin was like, well, I picked that one. Sorry. So I... I picked Desmond just to make her angry, mm. which I think it was See You Around, brother. Or uh, see, see You in Another yeah. Life, yeah, or See You in Another Life. It's See You in Another Life, yeah. See You in Another Life, yeah. Yeah, so good luck with that one, sucker. <laughs> you made your own problem. And yeah, like I told you guys at the beginning, I picked out like 10 lines because I have no chill. And there's so many good lines mm-hmm. in this episode. And now I'm looking at them again. And obviously one of my picks was, why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find it so easy? It's Naturally, never been easy yeah. just because. Okay, I'll do an honorable mention to... Can I do a funny one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Okay, my honorable mention is <laughs> when they asked Desmond about how did you know, not know about the crash and about us, and he's like, I push this button every 108 minutes. I don't get out yes, much. <laughs> I push this button every 108 minutes. I don't get out much. <laughs> so good. I like, love a sassy the man. sass. <laughs> So, so yeah. what's your, is that, Pre- is that save. your, like, big Pre- one? Desmond. That was my honorable mention. My big one was the same as, oh, okay, it's perfect. never been easy. Yeah. Dope. Honestly. I mean, I could pick another one, but that one's just. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect pick. 
All right. So now uh, we're going to talk about light and dark. So some of the light and darks that I picked out was just that like the pit is supposed to be darker than the outside and the hatch is obviously darker than the outside. Yeah. I feel like the light and dark is like um, also in the flashbacks, their first meeting versus it's always dark when yeah. he's in the car. Yeah. Right. Like he makes all his bad decisions. In yeah. The dark. And like when he's sleeping right. in her bed and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, and our next one is Man of Science, Man of Faith. So I'm just going to name some characters. We're going to decide if they were more man, uh, more man of science, man of faith in this episode. So Locke. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know, man. Oh, I wonder. I just mm. don't have uh, a clue. Yeah. This one's really hard. I don't know. Yeah. Let's skip him. Let's skip Pass. him. Okay. Um, how about Helen? Um, oh gosh. I actually She's kind of tricky. Yeah. Because yeah. it could be either one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, you know, she she she's trying to have faith and she's mm-hmm. trying to lead John to have faith. But at the same time, I feel like she could be science just because she's so matter of fact about like what he needs to be doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I don't know. She's she's kind of in the middle. Yeah, I totally agree. She seems like someone who is an incredibly logical person. Mm-hmm. person. Yeah, for sure. Jack, obviously science. Desmond, almost certainly faith. Kate? Mm-hmm. I I guess just science. I would say science until the very end when she says, Jack, you should just press the button. Yeah. But I would argue that it could also be, yeah. 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 Like, it just stops it from happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Saeed? Science. science. Mm -hmm. Hurley? (laughs) (laughs) Man of throwing tennis balls? Yeah. (laughs) Michael? I don't know if we can do Michael Sawyerjin. Yeah. But, because there's not a whole lot that happened. Yeah, we didn't get to see. My cat is throwing a fit right now. Oh, God. He's like, you haven't fed me. I'm going to scream. <laughs> Sorry. I'd say Continue. Michael is just, like, man of desperation right now. Sawyer is probably man of science because he's coming up with, like, plans and stuff. Yeah. I would say Jin. I'm going to say man of faith because he's, like, having faith that, like, Michael and Sawyer are going to, like... <laughs> wow, Kobe. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. Everyone meet Kobe. That's my son. Like, he doesn't understand what they're saying. He's just, like, having faith that what they're going to do is the right thing. Okay, I thought you were talking about Kobe, and I'm like, you're right. He doesn't understand what we're saying. He wants to know why he's not being fed. (laughs) For he is a cat. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. He's going to come join us. Yay. As always. How about Anna Lucia? Oh, science. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, welcome to Sawyer's Book Corner. Today we were talking oh about the turn of the screw. It's nice to be back in Sawyer's Book Corner. Yeah. We haven't been here in yeah. a while. Yeah. Um, did they do the thing? The thing is when they say the title of the episode in the episode. It's been a while, but today they did the thing. <gasps> um, Candleman says... Welcome. I'm Dr. Marvin Candle, and this is the orientation film for Station 3 of the Parma Initiative. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What's that? How many episodes since the last knockout? We had a streak of three going on. Aww. But somebody else got I was actually out. really impressed that we got to three. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little heartbroken that we couldn't go any farther. We thought it was four, but then it wasn't. No, we're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. this episode pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> there were like three women in this episode and none of them talked to each other at all. They were actually, there, were, there was one woman in each storyline. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rough. Um, other than Francine, because Francine uh, was talking about her mom to the 
moderator lady, but I don't think that. Yeah, counts. but there were men in the room. I feel like that. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, there were men in the room. She was kind of talking to everybody. Ha <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Stay tuned for our segment after the outro. We'll be discussing this episode within the context of the rest of the series. Please be aware that this will be rampant with spoilers, so proceed with caution. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you are so inclined, please write us a nice review on iTunes. We like those. And also, we've got a survey that is just kind of perpetually open that you can find in the description. Um, it, like, has super easy questions like, what's your favorite chocolate bar? I like that you you want people to write nice <laughs> reviews. Like, not you're like, hey, don't give us an honest one. <laughs> Lie to us. Yeah. <laughs> Flatter us. Thanks. <laughs> don't give us constructive <laughs> criticism. Yeah. Um, if you're a fan of The 100, which, I, I mean, I enjoy that show, mm-hmm. um, we like to talk about that show. We are just about to wrap up season five. Actually, by the time this comes out, it'll be done. Yeah, I will, yeah. Oh, that hurts my feelings, but also I'm just so relieved. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, there's so much. Uh, I just, please, just let it be over. Boy, I have so much to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's stressful. The fa- it's, it's the fandom that ruins it. The show itself is <laughs> no, doing great. It's I the totally, fandom. I totally get that. That's one of the reasons I kind of like dipped out of the fandom on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. They kind of drove yeah. me crazy. <laughs> oh no, they're all they're all horrible monsters. But the show itself is doing great. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show too. We finished season one. We finished season two. Um, we're finally being given episode names for season three. It's very exciting. We're also going to be covering the chilling adventures of Sabrina on that feed. So yeah, check it out. Um, you can follow the aficionados on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter because yeah. that's just what we prefer. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it's expensive. It's <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> that that, that long held sigh. Oh. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. Andy, thank you so much for coming on the pod. <gasps> Yay! Thank you Yay! for having me. I feel like I did a lot of... I did so much background laughing. I. <laughs> um, no, it was so fun. <laughs> you guys are funny. It was fun. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, so my Tumblr is Saeed Jaras. My Instagram is aesthetic with the first E as a C. <laughs> And my Twitter is I'll get you bluths. You just a you. <laughs> but seriously, follow her Tumblr. Oh so yeah, it's a follow good me because I'm cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I, we're at that point in our relationship now. I'm cool. Excuse me. <laughs> no, she is really wow. cool. No, no, she's really cool. Trust me. <laughs> Thank. <laughs> I just see that Kevin. That's coolness revoked. Yeah, Thank. Thank. Join us next episode for episode 204. Everybody hates Hugo. Not me. With guest Melissa, who is what? at what the Mel Mel. Okay, so Melissa, I've been friends with Melissa for like, what year did Deathly Hallows Part 2 come out? Twenty. I can't believe you have other friends. It's been, like, we've been friends for like four years. Okay. And so I'm really excited. We both went to a Trixie show together. Well, we didn't go together, but we were both uh. there. <laughs> And uh, so excited to talk to Melissa. Okay. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. bye. Spoilers, spoilers. Gonna talk spoilers. Oh my god, now we can talk about spoilers. <laughs> yes, spoilers. Finally. <laughs> <laughs>
Finally. Okay, so Andy, you are known on Tumblr to have a controversial <laughs> opinion that you yeah, do not like Earth? Charlie. Right. Like, Go show on. your work. Okay, so quick, quick little side note. So one of my friends who is one of my long-term friends from The Lost Phantom on Tumblr, um, I told him I was going to do this podcast and I was really excited. Yeah. And um, let me just say that he loves Charlie and we have mm. like clashed over this yeah. multiple times. And he was like, okay, whatever you do, you can't talk about Charlie. And I was like, mm, I cannot guarantee that <laughs> yeah. that's going to happen because <laughs> it is always what I bring up. Well, like, I think it's crazy because like, I love Charlie season one. I love Charlie season three. I don't claim Charlie season two, but you love oh Charlie all the way through. Or you, sorry, you hate Charlie all the way <laughs> like, through, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Okay. Would you like to talk about it? You don't have to. But oh, man. I mean, I I can. I almost just want to like link to my little novel I have about it because I, <laughs> I literally typed out like a novel on this. Spark but notes. He just, oh my God. I, I literally want to strangle him. And, like, I want to reach into my TV and strangle him. Like, pretty much every one of his scenes. He drives me crazy. Can you like, give us, like, an example of one of the scenes that you really, like, dislike the most? Okay, so... Is it fire and water? <laughs> She's like, hang on, yeah, I'm prepared. I'm like, I'm so prepared. <laughs> fire and water. <laughs> it's actually not. Oh, wow. Um, The one... That's one of the first ones that really gets me, and par- partially, like, this is because, and I forgot to mention her earlier, but she's totally an honorable mention for one of my favorite characters, but Danielle, mm. who is really underrated, mm. and I know she's obviously yep. not one of the, you know, main people, but I mm-hmm. love Danielle so much. <laughs> so, like, any scene she's in, I'm automatically, like, on her side. But, um, yeah, one of the first... God, you're valid. Um, one of the first ones that I really get aggravated at him is um, Exodus. Um, yeah. When... Charlie goes to save Aaron because Danielle had taken him, which I'm not obviously like condoning that. Like it was, it was not good. It was not smart, but she was not in the right mind place. Like she, she had lost her child. They took her baby. So she's like, here's my way to get her back. You know? Yeah. People make bad decisions when they're emotional. In the moment. Yeah. So, but oh my God, I just can't stand the scene where Charlie goes to her and he just, oh my God, I just. I'm getting, like, worked up. I can't even say it. Like, he basically attacks her. And I'm like, she's already, she's so fragile. She's, like, having, like, a breakdown. And he's just yelling at her. And I'm like, thank God for Saeed. Because he jumps in. Like, it's, like, the saving grace of that scene. Because I just get so angry. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my my (laughs) blood pressure right now is, like, through the roof just talking about it. Like, I just, oh, my God. But there are just so many things. Like, he just, I don't like how possessive he is over Claire. Fair. He's so possessive. And, like, there's no reason to be, really. And, like, I just, I think he's a horrible friend to Hurley. Like, it just, it kills me that people are like, oh, my God, Hurley and Charlie, like, they're best friends. And <laughs> it's such a good friendship. And I'm like, do you watch the show? Like, do you, are you seeing these scenes that I'm seeing? Like, how is this, like, a healthy friendship to you? Because he's, like, he, like, tears Hurley down all the time. And, like, oh, my God, I just... I never thought about that, but yeah, wow. I just need to breathe. Like, when I watch the scenes, I just get angry. Like, I skip a lot of them. Lucky, Luckily, he's not in this episode. (laughs) I know. I was like, okay, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel about Greatest Hits? Uh, I mean, you know, of his episodes, it's my favorite, obviously. Uh, Yes. Just because it's a good episode. Agree. Just, you know, plot-wise, everything, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very good episode, but... Uh, you know, it's never going to rank as one of my favorites. Right. It's Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it is a good episode. I, I, I admit that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With regret. 
Um, this is fascinating because I can absolutely see like where you're coming from, especially with um, Hurley and Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because people always talk about like, you know, what a great friendship they have. And I don't know if that's overly established for me, like just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they spend more time at odds or on uneven footing than they do as bros. Right. And like, it's funny that the next episode you guys are doing, that's another one of those where I have very strong feelings about Charlie and Charlie mm-hmm. in that episode with the food. Cause it's like, you know, I get that Charlie wants the peanut butter for Claire, obviously. Like that's a big thing for them. Yeah. You know, he wants to give her the peanut butter. I get it. But like, he is so like, just straight up mean to Hurley. Like, it's like, Oh, you're, you're with the man now or whatever. And I'm like, Can you not act like a 10 year old. Like Hurley is under like so much stress. <laughs> Sorry, I probably shouldn't be talking about this one. Um, yeah, you can. It's a spoiler section. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we okay. can talk about everything. Okay, okay. So, that's good. Um, but yeah, no, I just... It makes me so angry in that episode, too. I just... <sighs> I get so bad. I get so bad, you guys. You don't even know. I'm getting so worked out. Okay, we'll stop talking about it. <laughs> we'll stop talking okay. about it. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm just going to go through some of my spoiler thoughts. Okay. okay. So starting with the raft storyline, they get put in the pit and... A lot of this is exposition from the other 48 days. Yeah. Um, but Anna Lucia dug the pit herself and then put Nathan in it. So it's funny that Anna Lucia is like, I'm stuck in this pit. And she made it herself. <laughs> she dug it herself. I love oh, her. No. Okay. Just a quick question. Pit. Do you guys watch Parks and yeah. Rec? Yeah. Like, I just like I just started rewatching it and it's just like anytime somebody says the pit, I just keep like singing the pit song in my head. I fell, I in, fell the in the pit. Okay. Anyway, just had to get that out. <laughs> God, you're valid. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sawyer calls Anna sister, which I think is gross considering they do it later. Yeah. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Uh, yeah. That's one of my least favorite things about Anna Lucy. That's kinda like the thing ch- that really solidified my not liking her. I kind of try not to think about it, not because I don't like her, just because yeah. it was not a good, I don't know, it just didn't. That's well, not think, a good combo of people. Yeah. I think I've said it before, and like, you know, once again, internalized misogyny, but her like, manip- like having sex with him as manipulation is like, so abhorrent, but then you're like, but what has Sawyer been doing his whole life? Exactly. You know? And we're just like, eh. Right. He's a hot dude, you know? <laughs> So I get it. We let men um, get away with the same crap that we would never let women get away with. Totally. She says that she woke up underwater, which I believe is actually true. Mm-hmm. Michael asks her if she's seen Walt and she like has that moment that we were kind of discussing, right? Right. So when I was rewatching this uh, uh, this afternoon, I was watching it and I know and I realized she's like, oh, my God, the others took his child. Right. And what happened in the other 48 days immediately? Who were the first people to be taken? Zach and Emma, the kids. Oh, that's right. So she is piecing that together like literally it, yeah. right there. Yeah. She's just like, huh, checks out, right? Right. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I have from this flat, uh, the um, 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 Raft storyline is that she steals the gun and you can already see that she's a cop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like she's Legit. so, like she knows how to use that thing and she uses it like, like to, to protocol, you know? She uses it like a pro. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so those are all my raft thoughts. Did you guys have any more raft thoughts for spoilers? Mm. No, other than I love her so much more than, like, I thought I would. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Like, she's an icon. Also, mm. to me, she's very queer-coded. 
Like, I feel like she's she's a character who should have, like, if this show was brave, like, maybe could have been queer. I've seen a lot of people, oh, like, headcanon her, yeah. Yeah. Because Michelle Rodriguez emanates it. She does. Well, she is queer, so that <laughs> yeah, would make sense. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so she's just like, please make me queer, and they're like, no! They're like, nope. Like, have you seen her in that new trailer, Widows? Where she's mm, like, I'm married yeah. to a man, and I was like, mm. <laughs> Sounds wrong. Like, but nope. Whatever. It doesn't seem <laughs> realistic, but all right. I guess. Yeah. I'm just really excited to like her. Yeah. I feel like I've wanted to like her this whole time and I just haven't. So she, I'm excited. She's amazing. It's time for you to b- embrace her badassness. Yeah. Embrace <laughs> Anna Lucia. So uh, for, let's go to the flashes, actually. Helen. She, they, they, they are together. <laughs> and then he proposes, but because he was with his dad again. Like, she finds him in a hotel with his dad. Oh, and so she refuses his proposal. Oh, my God. I didn't realize we were going to be talking about this. I'm getting really upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham, he's like, let's no. find Helen. And she died. No. I forgot I have, she like, died. Legitimately, like, blocked the life and death of Jeremy Bentham out of my head. <laughs> like, it's so traumatic. <laughs> What in the heck in heck? I forgot she died. She fully died. I was like in denial for a long time. I'm like, maybe they just showed him this grave, like just to like make him realize oh. like he can't have any ties and like, yeah, you know, like I was in denial yeah. for years. That's a fair thing to think though. Yeah. Yeah. That like someone like Widmore would be like, let's make a grave. Yeah. I thought yeah. that for a while. And then I was like, okay, okay I will all right, accept all right. All right. <laughs> Grudgingly. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's probably like part of the reason why he chooses to kill himself. Exactly. Too is like, like knowing that the person that he loved is gone. And like right. what's left for him at that point. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Anyway, sad. Uh at least they're like happy and together in the flash sideways. That's true. Uh, I live for it. Yeah, they're so happy in the flash sideways. I'm happy. Oh. I love The Flash Sideways so much. Okay, just saying. Did you? Oh, I'm so glad. Season six is honestly probably my favorite season. Same. Good. Like, it's, legitimately. I, like, it, it does every part of the show justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthony Cooper says, do you think you're the first person to ever get conned? <laughs> and I'm like, this is foreshadowing. They're telling us oh, who true. he is right yeah. now. Yeah. They're telling us he's Sawyer right now. Con man. Confidence man. They've literally been using this to talk about Sawyer this whole time. And it's so funny because I never put it together until no. <laughs> like the break. No. I was like, oh my god. Like imagine like people, I mean, I, I guess like basically like Joe writing meta yeah. about this and yeah. being like, oh yeah, it's it's Sawyer. And um, I would it would have had my mind blown. Yeah. Okay, so the hatch. There's a lot here. Uh, oh, I like that place. <laughs> Kate is in the armory. The armory ends up kind of being like a prison. It's like where they keep all the Virgin Mary dolls, like or like the yeah. And I this guess. was that I love how I, I'm assuming you guys have probably like whatever read or seen the bonus features, but I love how they talk about yeah. how they had to expand the armory so much because it started out as yeah. like a closet, and then they're like, oh no, we're gonna have other stuff happening here. We need a bigger yeah. room. <laughs> but like here, you can see how small it is. It's just like a little. <laughs> Yeah. I never picked up on that. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, this is me just going like way too far into it, which I always do, oh but like this Whoa. one a little bit more than usual probably. Kate's like, "Where's the front door?" And he's like, "Oh, it's right over there. The wheel sticks." So, oh, oh, the oh. wheel. The wheel and like who was it? Ben first or no, lock first. And he like had a hard time getting it going, right? Yeah. Oh. I never really thought about that. 
Oh my god, I never thought about that. I don't I don't think that's anything at all, but I just wanted to point it out. Right, but just like kind of a neat little like That's side probably thing. just some words, but Yeah. Um so Desmond went on a race around the world to get Widmore to like him so he could marry Penny. Mm. And on <laughs> uh Libby's boat. Uh, Elizabeth. I love Desmond so much. <laughs> Speaking of Desmond, Kelvin and Desmond. Go ahead, Brittany. Oh, yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, okay. So Des has, like, been out in the world. Right. Des yes. knows that there's, like, nothing poisonous out there. Why does he continue to take those pills? Or the shots? The shots. I, um, I don't know. I wonder if Laspedia says. That's a good question. That just seems like something that, like, even, like, him continuing to press the button is just maybe part of, like, a habit or something or, like, makes him feel better or something. Like, I remember something about, I think, I don't think it's this same thing. It's, like, something at the staff that, like, they have to give Claire and Aaron because Juliet, like, kind of poisoned them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this reminds me of, but I don't think, um... Yeah, I don't think it's, like, the same, but... And, like, there was also the thing where, like, Des does know that something happens when you don't press the button because of course yes. he thinks that he crashed their plane yeah right well i don't know if he thinks that he crashed the plane he just kind of kind of just like whoa something crazy happened 44 days ago or whatever <laughs> no he literally says he uh, literally that, says the line i think i crashed your plane that's in the finale the season two finale i know oh okay i thought we were talking about <laughs> the beginning of season two still <laughs> We're in the spoiler section. We're in spoiler land. No, I know, but I thought we were still talking about the, we were talking about like why he continues to take the the thing. So I thought we were talking about the beginning flashback. Ah, uh, okay, no, okay, that's fair. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, and okay, okay, uh, vaccine. The vaccine was seen up close on at least two occasions in the series, and it uh, appeared to be yellow translucent liquid. The vials were both labeled CR four eight fifteen sixteen twenty three forty two. Oh my god, it had the numbers too. The vial seen at the staff also contained the notation RX1GND and the station's logo on the label. The vaccine appeared to be administered in most cases via jet injector, although it could also be given via a syringe. Okay, so it is the same stuff as the stuff they have to give Claire. Yeah. It appeared the vaccine was originally manufactured by the Dharma Initiative, although the kit found on the pallet drop appeared to suggest some party was continuing to manufacture the vaccine after the time of the purge. It was intended to combat some sort of sickness on the island, although he never elaborated on the nature of the disease or its symptoms. I think that was just part of the psychological thing is... Yeah. Yeah. But why does he continue to? Kelvin indicated that Desmond should give himself a shot of the vaccine every nine days. Why not eight? But there's, like, we know from everyone else that there's no danger to it. Yeah. It's true. I never really thought about that. Kelvin's instructions were somewhat suspect, however, as it was later revealed he was using the alleged sickness as a means of keeping Desmond confined within the swan. Oh, Kelvin. Oh, God, he was such a douche. The vaccine kit found by Charlie in the supply drop, however, also contained instructions that a shot should be given every nine days, supporting at least part of Kelvin's story. Okay. And then they're talking about the sickness, like Danielle's the sickness. Right. Oh! At a later point, Desmond told Claire that taking the vaccine was worthless as it had no effect. Okay. But Maybe it just existed to make him more handsome. Maybe. That makes sense. Magical. Can you tell why I did this podcast in the first place? <laughs> Not at all. Robin's like, I like, Robin's like, I like Lawson. I'm like, I think Desmond's yeah. handsome. Let's do it. And then I had to go through like all of season one just waiting. Because my favorite characters are Juliet, Desmond, mm-hmm. and Ben. Yeah. 
Those are good choices. The only thing that got me through season one was Saeed. Uh. I was like, please. (laughs) Saeed is my boy. Where are the rest of my people? Brittany, I do not know why Desmond continued to use it. I have finally stumped you. I do not know why. That, I mean, obviously, like, narratively, it's so that we can be like, oh, what's that at the beginning of season two? But, like... Right. But, yeah, there's no... Character-wise, I have no idea. There's no reason. And he... Yeah, like, he would know there's no reason. Yeah, I don't know. Way to go, Des. Sup, you Des. Idiot. You handsome idiot. But, yeah, Desmond um, fully killed Kelvin himself. <laughs> he didn't mean <laughs> yeah, to that. Like, um, Kelvin died. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Kelvin died, Desmond. <laughs> like, he passed away. I'm very sad. Yeah, it was just tragic, really. <laughs> I also think it's so weird that they were like, this is the end of Desmond. We're not going to see him again after this. And then they were like, oh, we like him. And they're like, okay, let's give him the entire season finale. Like, how are they going to do the right. season finale without Desmond? <laughs> how would you let a character like that go? You literally set up, he has a backstory with Jack. Mm-hmm. He's in a mysterious hatch. There's electromagnetism stuff going on. He's part of a mysterious organization. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's all from Yeah, him. we're done. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. But of course they didn't. They were like, oh, true. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I don't What the hell were they thinking? Um, then they are going to watch the film. The film was made with Pierre Chang. And we have seen him. Oh, my him. God. What are his other candle names? Uh, he uses Wickman or Wickmund. I can't remember. He uses... Pierre Pierre is a great name, by the way. Dr. Marvin Candle, Dr. Mark Wickmund, and Dr. Edgar Hallowax. (laughs) Candle. so some... Like, which intern had fun coming up with those names? (laughs) Right. The 70s are so fun. (laughs) But yeah, we have seen him... At the beginning of season five, I believe, we see him, like, recording one. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. So yeah. Pierre, Marvin Candle... The incident. I don't know if we have to actually say anything about this, but, like, the incident (laughs) happened. It was a thing. The incident was hurtful, and I don't want to talk about it. It was a thing. Uh, He was there. Miles. All this stuff. Incident. Holy crap. Season 5 finale. Oh, so Redzinski spent, like, so much of season 5 building the model of the swan. It actually looks, like, quite a little, like, like, quite a bit like the swan. And yeah. it's in the orientation video. Like, Radzinski's like, that's mine. <laughs> like, do you think when Radzinski... He's watching it, like, so proud. ...found Kelvin and showed him the orientation video, he's like, I made that. Probably. I just say what I did. He's literally so proud of himself. What are those called? Like, popsi- popsicle sticks. That's what they're called. <laughs> you forgot the phrase popsicle stick? What are those called? Yeah, I was like, I don't know, you, like, put them in your mouth and you go, uh... but those are different those are thicker you know anyway okay do you guys want to hear about my revelation today sure i literally gasped it was incredible so oh you figured out the word for popsicle sticks yeah (laughs) also i'm sitting there watching the thing so it's important to note that i recently rewatched the incident the season five finale because our friend kim was watching it for the first time uh live on periscope And so it's really exciting and I would like watch along with her. So I'm watching the incident and everything. And because I rewatched the incident so recently, I was able to come back to this episode and I was like, oh yeah, he has a prosthetic arm. And then I remembered in the incident, Pierre Chang's left arm 
get stuck under a giant metal thing. <gasps> and Miles saves him. I'm like, oh my god. This was in season two and they just thought, give him a prosthetic arm, it'll never come back again. It's just kind of spooky. And then they bring him back and they're like, let's make his prosthetic arm make sense. I hate them. That's... <laughs> That attention to detail is unparalleled. I can't even. And I was like, okay, well, I got to make sure it was his left arm. It was. Oh, man. I this is honestly never five. noticed that. I'm going to have to, like, watch again. Dude. Like, I was watching it today and I literally went, oh. That's mind-boggling. It was incredible. And then I wrote a series of tweets about it. The commitment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was incredible for me. The film is spliced a bunch of times. Echo has the other piece of it in a Bible. You're in- not part of this. Stop! Can you guys hear this? No. No. Oh my god, sorry. He's screaming so loud. <laughs> He's hungry. He's hungry. He's hungry and upset. Echo has it in a Bible in the arrow, and I don't know why it's there. Or how it got uh, there, or what the arrow even is. It's like a security thing, but we never see it again. So anyway, Echo has it. We don't know, we still don't know why it was spliced. Maybe we, maybe we do, and I just don't remember. <laughs> Oh, there's that. <laughs> I like how we've like reached the end of the pod and we're just like, yeah, that's neat. He's like, oh, Jack says, where did you get the food? And that'll be answered in Dave when uh, they get the drop. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, and then my last thing is, um, ooh, ooh. Jack says to Desmond, you don't even know what you're running from. And in the season yes, two does. finale, my favorite iconic moment, what are you running from, Desmond? I have to give my honor back, and that's what I'm running to. And that's what it reminded me of. I was like, yes, good. That's my boy. (laughs) One of my favorite, probably my favorite Desmond line of all time. That's really good. Chills every single time. Yep. Any last thoughts, friends? (sighs) We made pretty good time. Yeah, we definitely did better than we usually do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good. Like probably because I don't talk that much. I feel like I talked a lot. No, you were so fun. (laughs) I feel like I'm just like laughing in the back. I I had a few moments. So fun. (laughs) Yeah. No, you were so fun. I really, I really enjoyed having. Granted, this is my first time, so I feel like I would be more comfortable if I did it again. But yeah, (laughs) pick a pick an episode in season three. Okay. We'll see. No, all right. I'm down. Because honestly, like I, you know, whatever. Not to just throw this in at the end, but season two is kind of my least favorite. Dude, me too! Like, Secretly, yeah! yeah. Eh, like, it's okay. Like, I don't know. I think I get, like, weirdly, like, not claustrophobic, but I am I just get tired of the hatch. Like, I don't mm. know. I just, I don't know. It's it's not my favorite. To be honest, I think... It feels I like think... instead of expanding the world, they shrunk the world. Yeah. yeah. But I love me some season three! And to be honest, like, I feel like there are a couple episodes, there's like a couple episode run, like a three or four episode run in season two that I'm kind of just like, nothing happens. Yeah. Oh, Um, sorry. Did you mean season four of the hundred? Yeah. (laughs) But also, I also love season three. Yeah. Thank you for loving season three because it gets a bad rap for no reason. I don't understand. Why do people not like season three? Season three is great. It brings us Juliet. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hello. People don't like season three because like, I mean, from a writing standpoint, I guess they, like, weren't sure when the show was going to end, so they were, like, still trying to figure out, like, where their arcs were going and everything. And, like, I can see people not liking season three from, like, the entire arc perspective. But, like, Mm -hmm. when you think about season three, I think of Glass Ballerina, I Do, Not in Portland, Man Behind the Curtain. a lot of, yeah. Greatest Hits, Through the Looking Glass. Like, it just, like, expose! The character work. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
there are so many good episodes in season three and I feel like for me, one of the biggest things that I wanted to know more about was the others. And it's like, yeah. it answers so much with them. It's like, so it gives much. us all these new characters and all their background. Totally. And I was like, yes, I'm yeah. finally finding out about them. Like, mm-hmm. I was exactly. waiting for that forever. So. Season three lays the groundwork to make all of those characters iconic. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in Portland also brings us Richard Alpert. Uh, <gasps> yes. Skyliner. Another fave. All right. Well, Andy, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you for Woo-hoo! having me. It was awesome. Can you give us your Wait, social medias one more time? Oh my gosh. Okay. Like I feel dumb spelling them, but I feel like I have to spell them. Cause They'll be in the description. They're, they're, Go oh, for okay. It. So I could just kind of sort of say them. Anyway. So my Tumblr is Saeed Jaras with an S on the end. My Instagram mm-hmm. is aesthetic with an E as the, or sorry, a C as the first E. So it's A-C-S-T-H-E-T-I-C. And then Twitter is I'll get you blutes. The U is just a U. Perfect. Yeah. Snatch <laughs> me! You can follow me it. on Twitter at R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-Y pretty much everywhere. And, sir! You're not <laughs> on social media! Stop yelling! Actually, you are on social media. I post pictures of you. He's hangry. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow Kobe there, too, because apparently he and feel uncomfortable when we are not about him. <laughs> and you can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. Mostly Twitter, though. <laughs> you name it, we have it. And neglected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Ow. <laughs> you just hear like a quiet owl. I was trying to move to my computer and I stubbed my toe. Um, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you have a spare dollar, we would really appreciate it because hosting fees are kind of a um, bitch. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> bye. We're going to need to watch that again.